You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The Paracast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. We are on location, aren't we, my friend? We are indeed. Explain to our listeners where we are and why we are here. Well, we're at the International UFO Congress, the 2012 edition, and uh, this is the largest UFO convention, uh, I think, in the world, if I'm not mistaken. And it also features um, a wonderful pool of Kool-Aid that true believers love to to frolic in and uh, have their way with each other. All right. Explain to our listeners what you mean by the Kool-Aid. Well, I've really not enjoyed going to many of these conferences in the past because of the lack of critical thinking, I think, in a lot of the attendees. This year, though, we have a film in the film festival for the EB Awards, so I, I kind of made it my point to be down here for the whole soiree. And uh, it, it's very interesting walking around and listening to some of the conversations of people that have totally suspended all disbelief in uh, scientific rationalism as they go into booze and have scans for implants and uh, buy little alien heads and little tchotchkes. I brought enough calamine lotion this year for the rashes that, that I tend to break out in, though, around these types of events. So um, Okay, so I'm, they scan for... Alien implants, yeah. Okay, scan yeah. for alien implants. How do you do that? I, I haven't checked out the technology. The guy evidently is uh, a medical technologist, if you will, and he has devised some sort of interesting device that he waves over your body and, and implants show up. Of course, Stan Romanek has four, count them, four in each arm. You know, the guy evidently is really popular with the uh, with the anal probe set. Huh. It kind of reminds me of that statue you got. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like... A thin, long something. No, it's an ET. It's actually an ET. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the EB. The EB. Yeah. Okay. Our film, uh, It Could Happen Tomorrow, which is a, a compilation documentary representing disc one of a five-disc set. We have 20 hours of uh, some of our top ufologists discussing the disclosure topic. And uh, I was asked to come in and co-produce the documentary, the standalone hour documentary that encapsulates the whole 20 hours. And we entered it into the, the long-form film category for the EB Award. And, uh, and we, uh, we won, and, and that's uh, quite gratifying. And we also won the, uh, the People's Choice Award, which is even doubly gratifying. No, it sounds like something that you really have to be proud of. You get the statue, you don't get like a check for $10,000. No, but... And a round trip to Tahiti or something. I'm surprised it didn't win an all-expense-paid vacation to Sedona. <laughs> How about an all-expense-paid vacation to Mars or something? I mean, that would be cool. I'd, I'd have to work out a little bit to get ready for the spacesuit. But Well, you know, you have to do a lot of walking. Right. You know, yeah. watch the hamburgers and the fries. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. And no ice cream sandwiches. No, no, no. No bagels. Cut, cut down on the beer. Definitely cut down on the beer. Yep. And you'd be all set to make that trip. Yeah. But, you know, congratulations because, you know, you're standing you. in there and things like this are very hard to predict. They are. I didn't think we had a snowball's chance in hell in winning because I've kind of disenfranchised myself with some of the open minds, true believers. Uh, I'm 
my uh, radical sort of views are not well received in some circles. Okay. And uh, so it was very uh, gratifying to see acknowledgement of a three-year process of of thousand-plus hours of work that went into this project. And then when they called us up and said, you know, come on and back up for the People's Choice Award, that was, uh, you know, that was kind of sweet vindication, (laughs) I guess. Now, how did this work? How do they make the selection? People's Choice, does that mean people... Who attend this event vote for you? Yeah, they uh, they have ballots at all the tables, and if you've seen the films, a lot of people, of course, haven't seen them all. But if you've seen a film that you like, you rate it from one to five, five being the best, and then they tabulate while the other award ceremony is going on. They tabulate the results in the back, and then they announce the People's Choice uh, Award winner right there. It's kind of like a People's Academy, basically, and and because our film was was very serious, it has historic implications in that it is the most extensive in-depth look at the subject of disclosure. The other films were were nice, they were entertaining, but they didn't really have the gravitas. They didn't have all the big names in ufology. We had 25 of the top ufologists in there. I could rattle the list off. We've had them all on the show. It, it definitely kind of was head and shoulders subject matter-wise, I think, over the other entries. So it was really a no-brainer. Um, one of our producers, uh, Ronald James, who we're going to have on the show here in the near future, uh, he told me he had to go back to L.A. before the awards so he couldn't attend, but he said, oh, come on, Chris, you know, it, it's not only are we going to win the best film, we're going to win the People's Choice Award because it was a, a very serious project, and, and we we really put a lot of time into it. It's interesting, though, I'm one of three dissenting views in the piece. Now, how does that turn out? You join me in saying this disclosure thing is not going to gain traction. No. I mean, we've been trying no, since no. 1955 in Major yeah, Donald Keel. Yeah, I mean, what part sure. of that do, do people here not understand? Sure. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that the government's ever going to admit that they've been lying to us for 60 years. And even if they did tell us the truth, we could never know if it was the truth because they've been lying. Because we don't believe the government. By the way, parenthetically, the microphone we are using to capture this episode of the Paracast... <laughs> is rolling from, down the hill. <laughs> ...is from Blue Mike. It is called The Snowball. And boy, the snowball started rolling down the hill, and uh, and we, we had some fun. You know, the, the, the whole subject of disclosure, Gene, is, is, is one that, you know, I've been very public about my feelings about the possibility that that could ever happen. And I find it interesting that, that I was selected to be the one to put together an objective journalistic view of the subject. So I really had to bend over backwards, pardon the expression, to, uh, to, to maintain a real objective point of view when I was editing and putting the piece together. Because Now, listening to all the people, editing it or listening to all the speeches probably 10 times to get the edits right. A hundred and ten times. All right, a hundred and ten times. Yeah. Okay, I was being conservative. Okay, yeah. so basically you heard this film a hundred and ten times coming down to the final edit. Then you listen to the final edit to make sure you don't have to tweak it. Mm-hmm. It's not a simple process, folks, making a no. professional... No caliber film. This is the real deal. Okay, so did anything in what you heard change any of your opinions? No, it didn't. But what it did do was educate me about why we are in this position now here in 2012 with 60 plus years of background information that was presented by our very, very, you know, fine researchers in the project uh, that are featured. And what's interesting about this particular film called It It Could Happen Tomorrow, which is... (laughs) 
<laughs> an interesting title based on my opinion. But what, what's interesting is, is Jennifer Stein, one of our producers who uh, we're going to be talking to, she came up with the idea instead of interviewing these people uh, talking into a camera, let's interview them talking to each other. So it's almost like you have an inside view on private conversations between ufologists. And that's a really, that was a brilliant idea. And it really makes for a compelling repartee between ufologists. And they're able to let their hair down and really really give you some insight into their private, you know, their private thinking. And, and it, it just translates so well on film when it's a conversation between equals instead of having somebody under the glare of lights talking into a camera. Well, it sounds like something that is going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially the five DVD set. Yeah. Because you get to see, what, five, six hours of material? I think it's two hours per, so it's 10, 11, oh, wow. it's like 12 hours, yeah, I think sure. 12 or 15 hours of material. Okay. Yeah. So this is an all-day session. Yeah, oh yeah. No, this is a real historic document. I think it really encapsulates the entire disclosure subject better than But the question, of course, I guess we all have is, where do we go from here? Well, according to Steve Bassett, uh, we're going to be doing the... The latest White House initiative. Of course, I think his second go around here, he's not put the word extraterrestrial uh, in there, if I if I remember correctly. I okay, think the he, first one yeah. got a decent number of people signing. Yeah. The White House got their third assistant flunky to sign off and say, there's no evidence that UFOs are spaceships. Goodbye. Exactly. In so many words. Yeah. So they have a second one now, which is trying to look into the Rockefeller initiative, Lawrence Correct. Rockefeller. Right who was a philanthropist, of course, part of the famed Rockefeller family, who got interested in UFOs late in his life and put money where his mouth was. He did, and uh, he actually put money where my my mouth was as well for two years, so I was pretty fortunate. We'll have to get into that and more. We're live on the scene at the International UFO Congress. You're in the Paracast. As you know, the Paracast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service, such as Steve Jobs, the best-selling authorized biography from Walter Isaacson. For that free audiobook, go to audiblepodcast.com slash paracast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash paracast. You know, we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with Fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your Fake TV for only $34.95, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional Fake TV is only $29.95. 
drive. So get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. Faketv.com, the burglar deterrent. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all-natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. Last year, when we were at this particular event, we interviewed Richard Dolan, who's one half of the writing team of a book called After Disclosure. So it was fitting that we get the other half of that writing team, Bryce Zabel. But Bryce, welcome first to the Paracast. We're glad to have you aboard. And the first question I want to ask here is, how do you make it from producer to author, especially about UFO-related stuff? It is a, a transition, but on the other hand, it's kind of a... It's kind of puts me in a place where I, I've been heading all my career. I started uh, writing a UFO movie uh, back in uh, the 80s because I thought it was a great story. But I like to do my research, and as I began to research the content of that movie, which later was aired on the Sci-Fi Channel as Official Denial, I realized that there was a lot more to this than meets the eye, and, in fact, that uh, it was likely true 
at least the big big picture was true, if not all the details. And once you realize that, as you guys well know and as your listeners know, you can't go away from that. You have to you have to follow that thread. So uh, I was lucky enough to write some projects that actually got made on this topic, and and I continue to do that. And now I'm kind of living on both uh, both sides of the fence. The TV series Dark Sky. Yes. Which is one of my favorite TV shows. I was bummed when it when it, it well, went off the air. Not as bummed as we were. I bet uh, because really so many people have to work so hard to make a television series. But I, I look back on on the making of Dark Skies and think how incredible it was that we got a establishment U.S. television network to give us $40 million to make something as subversive as Dark Skies, which uh, basically uh, in its pilot argues that John F. Kennedy was going to disclose the truth of UFOs in his second term and had that cut short. So the whole series is uh, sort of a, a debate about disclosure, with the leader of Majestic 12 being one of the characters who says basically the people can't handle the truth, and uh, the young recruit into the organization, the John Lowengard character, basically saying the people have a right to know. And, and what's interesting about disclosure debate there is that the, that's a fair fight. It is possible to say at the same time, uh, with complete truth, the people can't handle the truth, and the people have a right to know. These are kind of mutually exclusive, and yet they're, they're legitimate, legitimate points of view. Which network did this go NBC. On? NBC. Yeah. NBC. And, uh, and this is a time, what year was this now? 90, well, it went on the air in uh, 96 and finished in 97. Was this during the Seinfeld era? Well, Steinfeld was still on. The thing about it that gives, makes it current now is that uh, I always wanted it to get out on DVD so people could see it. Because the truth is, this it aired before the rise of DVRs. And so, uh, I don't know about you guys or your uh, your listeners, but most people don't try to stay home on Saturday night. They try to go out to dinner with friends or go to parties or whatever. They're not home to follow a television series regularly. Nowadays, so I, you see, Saturday is death for a TV yeah, show. totally. You take the show that's been canceled, and you have four episodes in the can. Yeah. Like The Firm, based on the John Grisham novel, that series now you see it on Saturday because it's been canceled. It got terrible ratings. There you go. Well, I have to say, though, Dark Skies got on NBC with them attempting to turn Saturday Night into something real. Ah. They called it the Thrilogy, and okay. they had three series in a row, and they were trying to make Saturday Night appointment viewing for a, a right. whole generation of viewers, but it didn't. It, it doesn't work. And now it might have. So for 14 years, I have been trying to get this thing released, and finally, last year, 2011, the uh, Dark Skies series finally came out on DVD, all 20 hours of it, including two versions of the pilot that were shot for very interesting reasons, including all the extras and the goodies and the behind-the-scenes nice. stuff. So I finally feel like we did it right, and it's a beautiful thing. Okay, did you have a proper ending at the end of the season? A proper enough. I knew that we were probably not coming back, so sure. I gave it a strong degree of closure for that season, but left the, the, the door open, obviously, to continue it on, and, and it hurts very much that we never did get to finish it. What but about like a movie of the week at Sci-Fi Channel. Is that something that could ever happen? I would love for that to happen, and I think a lot of other creators and developers of television series that are prematurely canceled would like to see that happen. Well, it happened with Farscape. Farscape got knocked after, right. what, four years or three years? It's rare, though. I've, sure. I've certainly argued and tried to pitch for this, and and people uh, have been resistant. Uh, particularly, I think the Sci-Fi Channel, by the way, could have an entire business model where they allowed all these great sci 
sci-fi series right, to, to come back to come back reborn, for two, yeah. two hours. I did another show called The Crow Stairway to Heaven, which also had the same problem. Had to end after a season, and it would be incredibly interesting to bring that cast back yeah. together and reinterpret and give it a proper closure. Uh, you know, give it a give it some fun and and, and make it a finale that that's meaningful. Well, but, right now the Sci-Fi Channel on Saturday night. They have these grade C movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be blunt about, yeah, they'd be nice. They do because they, they, their model for those kind of movies is to spend almost nothing on them. Right. Of course, and, and uh, they may get one actor that you recognize from a genre series. Well, let me put it this way: I'd be more likely to succeed with a, a repremising of Dark Skies by going to Sony. Who still owns the the part, sure. who owns the show, and pitching them the the feature film version of it than I would to oh. get them to let me do a TV version of it to wrap it up. So it would be get forty million and make a forty million dollar movie. Yeah, which I, I, wouldn't I be expensive. I mean, movies. imagine we spent. But it could be million. done. It yeah, we done. spent six million dollars on the Dark Skies pilot, which was a lot for a pilot. A sure. And, and the, this is the nineteen nineties. Understand also. Let me put our listeners <laughs> in perspective. Forty million dollars in the nineteen nineties is like. 100 120 million dollars now whatever you know i don't know how it converts but it was a lot yeah, and sure. we, we were able to do good work and that pilot uh is is extru- you know it was a period piece takes place in the 1960s that's yeah. cars and costumes and yeah. hairstyles but it looks beautiful in it and it holds up so well today but it would be very interesting to recast it with feature film quality actors although our actors were very good very oh, good very, and very all good. our yeah. listeners because you know i think a lot of listeners don't remember a 15 year old tv show of course not who was it People okay. you recognize, some of these people you know sure. from other series. The two, the young couple on the run was uh, Eric Close and Megan Ward. More people are familiar with Eric Close. He did, I think, almost 11 years on Without a Trace. Right. Uh, he's played on that CIA series a, a year or so ago. He's been on series, he works constantly. The person people remember very clearly is was the leader of Majestic 12, uh, Frank Bach, played by J.T. Walsh. A fabulous feature film character actor. You've right. seen him in a thousand things from uh, Outbreak to Nixon to A Few Good Men. A Few few Good good Men, men, A Few Good Men, he played this crazy guy who blows the whistle on Jack Nicholson's character. And he was a scary guy on camera and in person. Oh. He died... He died after the Dark Sky series concluded about a month or two later. Uh-huh. But he was, he was a very... Uh, the intensity he had as a human being... Let me put that as artfully as possible. The intensity he had as a human being translated into a sort of a tightly coiled uh, presence on camera yeah. that, had a, time that had a very yeah. a, a great se- uh, sense of menace to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think people that watch the entire series really do enjoy the uh, back and forth and the battle between the Lone Guard and the Bach character. <laughs> we have Bryce Abel. We're talking about the expired TV series Dark Skies and... What went on in a series that was canceled before its time? You're with Gene and Chris on location. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born. 
calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack! Attack! of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. How would you like to have normal blood pressure? This is Ernesto from Illinois. I had my doctor's appointment yesterday, and I got my labs in. My HDL is 119L, and my LDL is 37L. My doctor asked what I was doing to lower it so much, so I told her about HB Extract. Millions of people like Ernesto are suffering from high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, and clogged arteries. But now there's an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation. Heart and Body Extract. My blood pressure has not gone past 125 over 80 in almost a month. Experience amazing benefits when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. She did a double take when she looked at my ER labs. She couldn't believe it. Order at HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. Thank you. Heart and Body Extract. Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit Big B-E-R-K-E-Y waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y or go to BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Did you know that how well your brain works is directly dependent upon how well your gut works? Did you know that an inflamed or compromised digestive system directly contributes to poor focus, depression, irritability, attention deficit, and hyperactivity? By eliminating the inflammation in your intestines and by having good bacteria populations, you may enjoy better brain function. The most important protein your body needs to keep inflammation down is glutathione. The number one food to support a dramatic increase in glutathione production is undamaged whey protein from grass-fed cows. Virtually all whey proteins are damaged by heat, filtration, and chemicals, except one. One World Whey is the most life-giving whey protein on the market. It is changing the lives of its users in very positive ways. One World Whey may act as one of the most important health foods to support your and your child's optimal brain function. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Well, this is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. 
back in the Paracast on the scene at the UFO, International UFO Congress, where we have the award-winning filmmaker, Christopher O'Brien. I'm embarrassed. Oh, yes, he is. I'm sitting here next to one, one, of my, one of my heroes here. You're embarrassing me. I gave you a standing ovation last <laughs> night. Thank you. Yeah, that was, uh, that was well-deserved Thank and a you. great project. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. yeah, Ron did a great job, and Jennifer, too. I mean, it, it was a labor of love. But one thing I want to mention, Bryce, when... I was in the thick of an intense UFO wave in the San Luis Valley. Uh, 96 was probably the most intense year that mm-hmm. I, I investigated. At one point, 17 cases came in in one day, just to give you an idea of how intense it was. That's intense. When your show came on, I thought to myself, these guys are way ahead of the curve. I'm not sure if the audience is going gonna, is, is gonna to be able to, to accept this, the, the whole premise. And I was so excited about the show. And... I think you were about 10 years ahead of your time. I think it was almost too much for some people to wrap their heads around. And I think if a show like that had come out in, let's say, 10 years later, it would have been a huge smash hit. I don't care what night it was on because you had the X-File thing kind of taken off and, and people were starting to get aware of the more deeper, darker, sinister aspects of disclosure and the related subjects that Dark Skies covered. But I think I think a show in, in a feature film like that would be huge right now. I really do. Well, also, you bring up a good point about The X-Files, which is a phenomenally terrific and, and successful show. We happened to be coming out around the time The X-Files was also on, and so our core audience that should have embraced Dark Skies, because it was hardly a copy of The X-Files. Oh, no it way. was no. completely different. Totally different. But, but some of our people who would normally be counted upon to support us, fans have a way of choosing sides. And yeah. so there was a sense that they had to choose their, their favorite already of the X-Files. And I think what time has done for us and the DVD release has allowed people to see them as completely distinct yeah. and separate products. It was apples and oranges, no Absolutely. question. Yeah. But it was a subversive show because, just to lay the concept out a little cleaner, here we have a situation taking place in the 1960s where all of the 60s historical currents are woven into the UFO mystery. So we had episodes that dealt with Vietnam, the civil rights movement, even Beatlemania. We had John Lennon in the series. Oh, of course, I understand. John Lennon saw a UFO. Not only did he see yeah. a UFO, he was outspoken in interviews after having I understand seen it that. about and how incredible it would be to society. And he mentioned it in one of his songs. Yeah. Yes. There's UFOs yeah. over in New York and nobody right. seems no, strange, days indeed. strange days strange indeed. Strange days and indeed. And I, I, I ain't surprised, I yeah. think, is a line. Right, right. I ain't too surprised. And what's interesting <laughs> is that would have probably been a, a, a better sighting, except that when Lennon saw it, he was naked, standing on, <laughs> on his, his rooftop. So, <laughs> so here you have a UFO report and John Lennon's naked on his rooftop and, and was historically known for certain drug use. So, of course, that was an easy one to bat down. And yet, I well, think... Well, May Pang has yes. come out and said without any shadow of a doubt. I yes. mean, she shared the experience Absolutely. with him. So, yeah. I think, it, I think it really happened. And, of course, who better for it to happen to than John Lennon? Yeah. We should mention also, for those who don't know the history... May Pang is this woman who replaced Yoko Ono at Yoko's behest, yes, I might add, for about a year or so. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. When Yoko and John were on the outs, I met May Pang uh, when I was working at ABC uh, uh-huh. back in the eighties. Totally nice lady, and I enjoyed meeting her. Yeah. Let's move on and talk about your new project. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is really exciting. Uh, the little that I know about it, now I get to hear you know the full scoop here. I've actually got two things that are sort of occupying my life right now. One is a book called AD After Disclosure. Yeah. 
Well, and the other course, is yeah. the, the movie uh, that I'm trying to put together called Magic Men. Okay, um, and I'll tell you what. Let yeah. us go ahead first and remind people about After Disclosure. This okay. is a book that you yeah. wrote with Richard Dolan. Yes. And you assume in a certain thing that's going to happen that ultimately there will be some kind of revelation and or disclosure right. of UFO reality. And I think we should get into that because the movie that Chris won the award for, that's showing people discussing disclosure, most of right. whom accept the possibility, as I gather you. You expect at this point the government has guilty knowledge about UFO reality, right? Well, I do, but I, I would back off it slightly and say that the way I would define disclosure is simply that someone who seems to be in an official capacity, whether it be a president, a prime minister, or a pope, simply acknowledge a basic fact that some of these things that are flying around in the skies, not all of them, some of them are from some place that isn't here, and they're advanced technology flown by somebody that isn't us. Right. All right, that's a pretty yeah. basic yeah. consensus kind of view. That's a good but way that, of putting it. But that if we acknowledge that or are forced to acknowledge it, I don't think anyone's behind the scenes is planning some big announcement. But if, if events cause it to be something that's on everybody's mind and some kind of acknowledgement does happen, uh, Richard Dolan and I wrote what we feel is the, the Rand Corporation version of, of analyzing how that right. would change the yeah. world. That's okay, well, obviously <laughs> we can see where the opposition would be. Yes. Oh, the yeah. people who do not want that to happen, not just organized religion, but the oil industry, industries of all kinds would be impacted because overnight they are rendered... Obsolete. As my friend uh, Richard Dolan says, uh, the one thing you can say about these craft flying around is they're not uh, flying around on gasoline. Yeah. So that does revolutionize things. <laughs> Once you realize they're from someplace that isn't here, they've got a power source that isn't ours. Right. Well, and, the other uh, issue, of course, is how far the government has gone in learning anything. Obviously, the consideration is national security, a number one numero uno. Now, the other thing you wonder about is, how would they keep it a secret if it is a secret? Would they funnel it into private industry where then it's not easy to track? You know? We think so. You we think, think so because one of the things that the, sure. the Freedom of Information Act has taught us is that some of those early documents from the 40s and the 50s, even into the 60s, are pretty damning documents. They yeah. prove that at the same time the government and, and, and military officials are denying that UFOs can have any credibility at all. They're taking them very credibly well, behind the, twining, the scenes. The twining That's right. is, is a smoking gun. Who I mean, says uh, the, Twining, the, the general in charge of the Air Force Material Command, said the, the phenomenon is something real and not fictitious. So clearly there's that. Now the other issue of course is the fakeries. Yes. We have MJ-12, many of which are deemed fake, some of which may be true, but yes. we have controversy. Stanton Friedman will say it's true. Kevin Randall will say it's not true. Right. What's your take on that? Well, as a, as a dramatist, I take it that it's true. In, in other words, I made Majestic 12 a key part of the Dark Skies mythology because no, we I understand felt that. that felt that was good. And I'm using it in Magic Men. What do I personally think? I think Stanton Friedman is one of the most dogged researchers of documents I've ever met. And I give a lot of credit to Stanton for finding uh, elements that, di that disprove some of the skeptical counter-arguments. If I had to guess, I would say that the uh, Eisenhower briefing memo that people may or may not sure. know about, I put that one as real, and I put some of the later ones as uh, possibly not real. It would follow then that maybe the government possibly invented a few documents to hide the real one. Might. And, and also, I think it's very true. Uh, if you think about it, World War II created an entire cottage industry of people who were good at uh, disinformation. 
I mean, that was the, that was what they had to do in order to win the war. And a lot of those people uh, were still in the military or accessible to the military during the time of Roswell and probably came aboard and, and, and helped uh, create that situation. And we have to assume also here that you accept the reality of Roswell. I do. Okay. I, I do because I, uh, I, I have read um, enough about it where it's – I'll tell you one thing I don't accept. I don't accept it was a weather balloon. I mean, you can come up. With, you better come up with some radical counter explanations to the weather balloon. Regardless, uh, the one thing that sort of transitions us here is the two people we've talked about, uh, Stanton Friedman and Donald Schmidt, uh, who both competed to break the Roswell story, are people whose life stories I've optioned, as well as their books on uh, Stanton Friedman's top secret magic about the Majestic Twelve documents, and Don Schmidt's witness to Roswell about the Roswell investigation. I think these uh, these two guys have done a very good job of proving their case. Don Schmidt in particular uh, has interviewed so many people at such depth that it isn't that the, there's one single person, although there are some like that, but it, it's more the mosaic that these 300 witnesses create of a, of a, a Roswell-based panic to get something handled. Bryce Abel joining us with Gene and Chris on location. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag... All sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. (laughs) Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Listeners are discovering a simple way to earn money. We're talking quit your nowhere job and work from home type of money. IncomeAtHome19.com has come to us for listeners who want to work from home. Listen to this. I have to tell 
tell you it's the best decision that I ever made because we replaced my income and my husband's income. This business has allowed us to quit our jobs and we're both at home full time and loving it. Best decision I ever made. Listeners, IncomeAtHome19.com is A-plus rated for their business ethics. They're affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and they do business in over 75 countries. No selling soap, no pressure, no cold calling. They bring money-making opportunities to your computer, either full or part-time. If you're ready to make a change and start earning money from home, go to IncomeAtHome19.com now. They're even giving away $1,000 to someone just for checking them out. Visit IncomeAtHome19.com. IncomeAtHome19.com. That's IncomeAtHome19.com. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Bryce Zabel joining us on location at the International UFO Congress just outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. With Gene and Chris, we are all in one room, a press room. Yeah, this is fun. I like this, Gene. Can I try one thing? Yeah. The Paracast. Does that, does that work? All right. Was How was that? As a matter of fact, we're going to record that, and we're going to make it a ringtone. The ringtone I have, by the way, right now. I live for that. That's fantastic. You, you like ringtones? Oh, my gosh. All right. While you're talking, to be a ringtone is, oh, is... I'm going to play my ringtone. It gets no better yeah, than yeah. that. As we talk about this. Yes. Now, we're talking, obviously, about you putting things together. You're trying to create... Sure. Science fiction. Good quality science fiction. You're entertaining people, but you're using... A factual basis, right? Which is very important. And when people call me on the phone, they change my ringtone. Well, they change my ringtone. That is not my ringtone. They we're, we're going to change your ringtone. That's here. right. So that's there. right. That's right. This is a this is a conspiracy. As long as they don't ring your bell, Gene. Yes, that's right. The conspiracy. They change. There you go. <laughs> There you go. I really don't think that's your ringtone, though. No, it's not my ringtone. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's only rock and roll. Right, yeah. I like it. All right, let's, let's talk about this now. Yes. Okay, so there are basic assumptions in your mind that you're taking real events or what you perceive to sure. be real events. You're now going to try to develop a science fiction movie, quality science fiction movie, and this isn't easy because there's a tendency in Hollywood, as you know more than I do, a lot more, to just overproduce the special effects overwhelm the senses we got to have the 3d you know you know years ago it was just getting the eight channels you know in the movie theater whatever it was the thx sound and now it's got to be the 3d which can be good bad or ugly depending on the film so in thinking about this not just the plot we'll get into the concept of the story 
but also in the production values. How do you get away with a science fiction movie not being a $200 million extravaganza anymore? Well, in the case of Magic Men, uh, you don't call it a science fiction movie. You call yeah, it a, a uh, you, you call yeah. it a, dr- a dramatic movie based right. on real events, yeah. which is how I look at it. I think there's enough people doing alien science fiction movies. Right. Uh, there's been thousands done, uh, it seems like, since the 50s that I don't have to. I think there is room for the counter-programming right. where someone takes something based on the true ufological events that have have occurred and, and gives them a vibrant life that will, of course, use special effects to bring to life some of these accounts, but isn't, that's not what it's about. If you look at Magic Men, our, uh, M-A-J-I-C, by the way, Magic Men, it is not uh, a science fiction movie as much as it's a telling and a visualization of the race to break the Roswell story. And that, to me, is a combination of all the president's men and JFK, and nobody would accuse them of being science fiction China movies. China syndrome thrown in yeah, there, too. I think what we're looking to try to do is is create the crossover event movie that has not occurred in ufology and that needs to occur. Yeah. Okay, you've heard, of course, about the dream team that Kevin Randall... And I, I heard that Don and people. Kevin are talking again, which right. is a, kind of a crazy concept, given what I know about how they <laughs> broke up, but sure. Yeah. Okay, well, understand, we had a couple of episodes of the Powercast where we had Kevin Randall along. We also had Jim Mosley, mm-hmm. the famous saucer smear guy, who believes to this day it's a balloon. Yeah. Oh, he, he'll, he'll hang he's on very, he'll hang the on. end, yeah. Well, you know, hopefully that end won't be coming soon. Yeah. You know, he's getting on there in years, but hopefully it won't be for a long while. Well, it wasn't while. a balloon. Yeah. It wasn't a balloon. Okay, so this kind of film, getting the muckety-mucks in Hollywood to accept anything, to greenlight anything, has to be an amazing miracle, and then getting them not to tamper with the story. Well, that, those are two separate challenges. But, but I don't think it's hard to get someone to greenlight something that's of quality, if you, if you have a compelling story of quality. So I think the story of Breaking Roswell has global significance, and therefore a studio could see it airing in China or anywhere around the world. So that would make it more likely for them to want it. Uh, so I don't. I think that they can see a reason to greenlight a story of this kind. And the other part, I forgot what the other part was. Uh, the other part, of course, was, is keeping too many Hollywood cooks. From tampering. Oh, oh <laughs> keeping from tampering. Well, yeah. look, here's the thing. I've been rewritten. I've rewritten people. Um, I've had really bad experiences. I've had really good experiences. I'm just trusting my instincts and my gut to find the right team to try to bring this story to fruition. I'm a collaborator at heart on this. I feel like if the right director, for example, or the right studio or the right production company came in to partner uh, to bring this vision to the screen, uh, I'd want to hear what their notes were. Yeah, good ideas are good ideas. Yeah, I I would, would, anything that, it is true though, once you sell it or option it to somebody, uh, then they get to do it their way. So you better like and trust the people who you've gotten in business with. And I hope to do that. Well, maybe also getting a proper director to help you. Right. But, I mean, again, that's possible. I think, though, the first place I go is I've got to lay out a compelling, dramatic story that 
only tangentially is about UFOs, that it's about the characters of Don Schmidt and Stanton Friedman, and also in our film, also about Congressman Stephen Schiff. It's about these people trying to investigate Roswell, facing the same kind of obstacles that, say, Woodward and Bernstein faced, and their bots, uh, Ben Bradley, and, and try to tell it from a very human point of view and try to tell it from a mystery that's being you know, broken apart. Um, Stephen Greer has mentioned uh, publicly even and privately that he suspects that the uh, the rapid uh, demise and death of uh, Congressman Schiff may have been, there may have been some uh, nefarious elements involved in that. How are you going to come down on that? I think, let's state the fact, uh, Congressman Stephen Schiff was the first official congressperson who was attempting to have the Roswell case investigated because it occurred in his His district, district. and he felt uh, his constituents would want him to look into it. Tell our listeners more about his life story. Stephen Schiff was a prosecutor. Okay, so he's a guy that believed in going to crime scenes, who believed in getting facts, who believed in getting witnesses to put it in writing and incredible witnesses, who didn't believe in second and third hand but first hand. He's an interesting guy. He ends up investigating, uh, asking the General Accounting Office to investigate, asking the U.S. Air Force to investigate. He gets stonewalled. He gets angry. Yeah. And guess what? At the age of 51, I believe it is, right. in, in when he, that's still, by my book, still a young man, he gets a raging, fast-acting cancer and dies. And what so, year is this? Uh, this happens. In, he dies in 98, I believe. The okay. same year that Sherry Adamack died and the same year that uh, Stephen Greer developed uh, melanoma as well. So, I mean, Greer seems to think that the three of them caught it all around the same time. Of course, can we take Greer? Uh, I was around. I, I watched Sherry uh, okay. uh, disappear from, from... No, I understand yeah. that. The question is, Greer is hard to take. If you're, asking, if you're asking, though, what point of view will the film have? That, that uh, was my question. You know, I think, yeah. I think the answer is... Uh, the the film doesn't have to say we don't. I'm not going to write into the film scenes of of Congressman Schiff being given cancer such yeah, as right. such as that would exist. But you can I hit around that, at that possibility. Questions, yeah, and I will yeah. say this: uh, Congressman Schiff, Stanton Friedman, and Don Schmidt all talked. Schiff was a person. You know, the dramatic license of our film is to is to see that Schiff is you know see scenes where Schiff is involved, and and then to simply. Imp- Acknowledge the truth. The man died of cancer. Galloping. Galloping cancer. Galloping cancer. We'll let people cancer. Melanoma. It was melanoma. That can do it. But it was very fast acting. And I think we'll leave. Sherry Adamack died of the exact same thing within weeks. If we do say Stephen Greer had. His surgeon buddies have been cutting it out for years. And it was bilateral, too. Which is very. Doesn't normally. Now, does Greer believe that there was something sinister or just absolutely. mother nature? Oh, absolutely, yeah. How he's, would, okay, he's a, obviously a physician. Again, like I said, in the past, we have not taken him seriously because some things are really absolutely. over the top. I yeah. agree. You know, yeah. C-SETI, yeah. stuff like he does, yeah. really, really over the top, and you have concerns about it, and, you know, I'm not going to... Which is why he's not a character in this movie. <laughs> okay, well, that explains <laughs> a lot. But okay, so he thinks there's something sinister, so how do you go ahead and give somebody cancer? Do you well, just inject you know, the cells? No, uh, you know, there's. Uh, I've done a little bit of research on okay. this, and, and there really sure. is no acknowledged way of doing it. But of course, you hear stories about the abilities of, of uh, you know, directed microwaves and other, you know, other, you know, sort of energy weapon sure. type stuff that could, in theory, uh, manifest that that sort of uh, condition. But I don't think. I, I think it's it's 
beyond coincidental that the three of them should get the same type of cancer, you know, virtually uh, at the same time. You don't assume that with cancer that you just breathe the wrong thing and suddenly no. you get cancer. No. But on the other hand, I, that sure. is a level of uh, implication I don't think the film yeah. has. The, the no, film no, no, you wouldn't want to do that. What, what I want to do with the film is I want to introduce Don and Stan as living, breathing, vibrant okay. characters yeah. who are flawed characters. Right. If you know the two of them, you know they're very different people and, and you know how hard they fought against each other and we want to oh, capture yeah. that. And we, we want to capture, if you think about it, the nation had Watergate to investigate. We got Woodward and Bernstein in the Washington Post. Now, let's take the, the potential of the UFO cover-up, which is a really big issue. And what do we get? We get a retired nuclear physicist and a postal worker. <laughs> Bryce Abel joining us. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the, the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Bryce Abel joining Gene and Chris on the Paracast, and he is going to audition as the man who says, The Paracast. Okay, so we're going to record that. We might actually have to hire him. Unfortunately, then we have to contact the union. Yeah, he'll probably have to talk I, to his honestly, agent. Honestly, at the end of the day, I just don't know if you can afford me because. Um, Listen, I can't afford me. I'm so unique. <laughs> well, you definitely can afford me. I guess it seems so. Uh, so you're hired. Yeah, because in Hollywood, that's really yeah. what counts. Oh boy, who can we afford to get? Well, that's yeah. you know. Okay, so that's interesting here. Okay, now you're putting a film like this together, yeah. and a lot of times it rides on a vehicle as a sure. vehicle for a director. Right. For a producer, for a star. Sure. So this is just... Yeah, who do you see? Well, you're spitballing. Do you have a short list? We're spitballing here. Okay, if you had your wishes (laughs) granted, you know, at night when you are putting words to paper and you imagine, visualize these characters, Stanton Friedman, Don Schmidt. Right. Well, I'll tell you something. I do that 
even though, let's put this caveat out there, a guy in my place doesn't cast this film. By the time yeah. the studio gets their hands on oh, it, yeah. the director and the studio, hands, yeah. they'll be casting it. But what a, a writer can do... You're just a screenwriter. Yeah, but what a writer... Right. Well, I'm going to be a producer yeah. on the film yeah. as well, but okay, I, you know, I sure. won't write the checks, so yeah. therefore they'll get their way. But but you do, in the, your mind's eye, have people in mind as you write something. So I'll throw a couple of names out, not that... Not that there aren't 50 other great actors that could do it, but for Stanton Friedman, given that it's taking place in the late 80s through the mid-90s, I look at Philip Seymour Hoffman as a, oh, as a potential guy. Oh, yeah. And for uh, uh, Don Schmidt, I look at uh, Josh Brolin as an example. Oh, yeah. And for Congressman Schiff, I look at Billy Bob Thorne. Those are the people Excellent. I was oh, thinking man. in my head as I, as I, as I wrote rock. Oh, man. So do you see what I'm looking for? I want this yeah. film to be a crossover hit where people like these actors and can see them as characters. And what they're, when they, they hear about the film Magic Men, they're not saying, oh, is that a UFO movie? They're saying, wow, I, I like these guys. Yeah. Uh, it looks And the clips, the, the, um, the trailers will, will have some humor in it. Because there is character humor in the in the battle. If you think about it, the forces of secrecy have trillions of dollars at their disposal, and these guys don't have anyone to pick up the tab at the Denny's. Right. Right. So it, it it's really the underdog. Uh, the, the way we describe what the film is about is to say. It's the story of two down-to-earth guys chasing a story that is out of this world, right? Yeah. And that's the high nice concept tagline. of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So tagline. maybe you'll see and that. And certainly, you look at yeah. someone like Stan Friedman who. You know, basically every project he worked with as a nuclear physicist, they failed. They didn't work. Right. <laughs> he became a UFO by default. Right. And yet, by default. And yet yeah, let's give Stanton his due. First yeah. guy, he's very, sure. very bright man. Yeah. And he's the guy who through sheer dumb luck and being in the right place at the right time finds Jesse Marcel, right. which is great. Stan was in a hot, humid television station in Louisiana when he when at doing another interview about his standard stump speech when the guy said you really ought to talk to this Jesse Marcel guy think about that yeah, that's and, that, and that's huge. how history changes yeah that's huge oh man talk about being in the right place at the Absolutely. right time and it, and it wouldn't have happened probably without or, that or it would have happened but somebody else might have gotten it right you know, he yeah, just or it would have taken forever to happen right. instead because of obviously out. Jesse Marcel at that time in his life was had had enough and was ready to tell his story to somebody right he had just reached that place in his life yeah parenthetically you ever take any serious attention to that other case in Aztec, New Mexico? Well, I do personally, as a, as a student of ufology and all that, in terms of Magic Men as a film, I, there's only so much you can cover. So sure. I don't, don't, I don't look to that as part of this film. You have about, 115 about the, minutes to tell a yeah, story. How about do. the other That's additional right. crash sites, uh, the sure. plains of San Augustine? Sure. Uh, is it going to be a single event? Or are you going to hint around? There may well, here's what I think we want to do, is we want to, to the extent that there's a debate about whether it's an escape pod or two craft, a mid-air collision, that kind of stuff, yeah, one you want to put... Skip crash. Right. You <laughs> want to put those debates into the voices of your characters right. and let them argue about it but that's not what the movie's about. The audience will be watching those two people and saying, my God, or as, as uh, if you were Stephen Schiff being briefed by Stanton and Don and they were arguing about a couple of those issues, you would say, wait a minute, you're asking me to believe that a spaceship flies across the universe to come here and then crashes in my congressional district <laughs> because it blows a gasket. And you guys want to argue about whether there were two of them or an escape pod. 
right? If you were the congressman, you'd say, uh, I'm not really ready to, to get into that level of minutia. Yes. Let's just get into the core stories. Is yeah, it really right. a spaceship? But then, of course, comes to the other part of it, which we have to ask here about Roswell. Sure. They capture the wreckage. They take it somewhere. Yes. Are you going to focus on that at all or try to show that, or is it all going to be inferences from the characters? No, we're using – look, these guys interviewed hundreds of witnesses. While I'm willing to take a lot of dramatic license with Stan and Don as characters to create a movie in a structure that – and time compression and all these things that you have to do for dramatic license – what I'm trying not to do is to put new words in the mind, in the mouths of the witnesses. So, in fact, we'll be dealing with some of the issues you talk about there, but through the voices of the actual witnesses with nearly verbatim testimony from them. Yeah. But you're not going to show the events or even try to. No, we are. Oh, you, you are? are. Okay. Yeah. But, for example, the difference is if you have someone telling you a story and you illustrate that event, you're not saying the event happened just that way. You're saying you're illustrating what that person has said the event. He's describing something and then you show you, it in, in some cases sure. and, and in others sure. not. There's a lot of different tricks and like I said, on the way to production, let's face it, you could shoot it all and, and you could cut it because you're long or you could write it all and the director comes in and says I want to do it in chronology. or it, you, One never knows. All I can say is my production partner, Don Most, and myself intend to stay as involved as we possibly can to try to make it the best quality picture that we can. And sometimes you get really, really lucky and sometimes you don't, but we're going to try to find our good luck. Yeah, it's a great project and it has tremendous potential because so many people are fascinated by the Roswell scenario. Right. And nobody has, besides Paul David's film, which yeah. I think was, was well done, yes. nobody has actually looked at what has happened for the story to break in 79, 80, yeah. when all this stuff really finally became exposed uh, in a big way in the public. And I, no one has ever, ha- well, ever looked at that. And you the know? thing is yeah. also about Roswell, which is very important. We keep saying this is going to be the last Roswell show. Right. And then we bring on guests who <laughs> yeah, may have had some <laughs> peripheral involvement in Roswell. And we say, you know what? Let's go to other stuff, and guess what? All they want to know about, all the listeners ask yeah. about, is Roswell. It will never go away. It's the kind of legend that you can't knock down. Which is why we might be able to get the movie made, because yeah. everybody in Hollywood wants an international project. Right. That's the gold standard of Hollywood right now. Roswell, in fact, they make more money internationally than nationally. I bet if you You said, look at the biggest films yeah. right now, they're out right now, even the last Mission Impossible film. The Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr., if you look at the yes. box office receipts, the overseas receipts are of what, about 60 70%. I'm willing to bet that if you went to China and stood on a street corner in Beijing and said Roswell, people would understand what you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. So I think that that's one answer. But, but I think Paul Davids did a great job with Roswell. But A, it was on Showtime, and a lot of people didn't, didn't see, see it. it yeah. And B, it was on Showtime. In other words, it wasn't a feature film. Right. All right? And, and then C, it was completely a story of Roswell. So therefore, a lot of people could, you know, those of us who are interested in this kind of stuff definitely want to see it. But do uh, your next-door neighbors want to see it? Maybe not. But if, if I can create a crossover film where it seems to be about the characters right. and the investigation, and that's my way into it, and it's not just the telling of the story, it's the telling of the investigation yeah. story, then I might have that crossover moment where people say, you know, I saw that movie, I laughed, I cried, I was uh, I was upset, and at the end of it, I've got a lot of questions. Yeah. But I think who's that the female lead? Who's the female lead? Yeah, you there have are to have some a female women lead. in it, but, sure. uh, but the, the truth is, um, 
I, I think you could argue that there are a lot of films that just have uh, two, two, two men in the leads. And I, I think that, uh, you know, look at uh, everything from, uh, I don't know, Trading Places to, uh, you know, every... Well, Trading Places, of course, had Jamie Lee Curtis. What, what a bad I, example I just came yeah. up with. I'm but just you saying, see, I'll show well, you could have, yeah, You could have a really hot research associate. Listen, assistant. there's women in it, and, there, and I, I just don't want to tell the whole story right now. Yeah. But, it, but, but it, there's nothing wrong if you look at a lot of uh, uh, buddy cop movies. Those are usually two, yeah. two guys. <laughs> Bryce Abel joining us. You're with Gene. You're with Chris. You're in The Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. What if pain could be reduced, ailments could be alleviated, physical and mental stress could be eased, and blood circulation increased, all by simply lying down? Introducing the original Biomat. The Biomat is an FDA-registered medical device that combines deep, penetrating infrared space-age technology and revitalizing negative ions with the incredible healing power of amethyst crystals. A Biomat can boost your immune system, relieve pain and stiffness, reduce stress and fatigue, and assist in detoxifying your body. Join the thousands of people reporting relief from chronic pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, sports injuries, insomnia, and much more. Each Biomat comes with a lifetime trade-in and three-year warranty. Learn more at bio-mats.com, spelled B-I-O-M-A-T-S.com. Or call 360-944-8692. That's 360-944-8692. Visit bio-mats.com today and enhance your life with a Biomat. So you're a maker of something. Woodcrafts, fishing lures, glass designs, jewelry, purses, perfumes, goat's milk soap. Whatever it is, you made it here in America. Now you're eager for people to buy your products right here locally instead of buying competing products made on the other side of the world, right? Then you need to check out localmakers.com. Support America. Buy and sell locally at localmakers.com. Doesn't matter if you're a home-based business or a major manufacturer. Localmakers.com offers an easy way to connect with customers within your local community as well as across the U.S., simply by entering a zip code and there's no cost to join so if you're a maker who needs buyers go to localmakers.com and stock your products on one of our shelves localmakers.com promoting preserving and supporting your neighbors manufacturing businesses 
Folks, Iran and the Mideast nuclear mess is already ballooning our gas prices. Whether you're struggling with food costs, which are being blown up by gas costs now, or know that when the Mideast showdown explodes, whatever food supply you have is all you'll get because of huge panic demand. eFood's direct family packs are the answer. Now the most affordable best food is saving you up to 50% compared to other poor quality food companies. The new Alex Jones Quick Fix Family Pack save you so much money, the savings from eating this food will actually help you pay your other bills. No matter what effect the Mideast crisis or the crashing economy have, you'll have food as delicious tonight as 25 years from now. Order now for 50% savings and free shipping on these affordable family packs. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. You're with Gene, you're with Chris, you're in the Paracast. Bryce Zabel is auditioning as our new Paracast voice. <laughs> we told him, of course, that the pay scale is very low. I'm yeah, just you, asking people to write these guys, you know their address, you know yeah. where to find them. Tell them how much you enjoyed that. Okay. All right? Thank you. <laughs> Good, yes. I'm not trying to take well, anything somebody, away from you. But, hey, you the know, forum will, will light up with that one. This Believe is a me. tough economy. Yeah. It's a dog-eat-dog world. People yeah. got to go for what they need. Yeah. yeah. It makes it ever harder. But if, for example, Showtime came to your home yeah. box office and they said, okay, you know what? It's not selling. We'll give you, you know, $5 million, whatever. I don't know what their budgets are for a TV movie. Would you still consider it? Oh, listen. My goal is to make this film. Okay. All right? And I will take any good way to make it. And as we all know, there are ways to make uh, the same script for $80 million or $8 million. Right. It depends on how you want to approach it, etc. There are some compromises that are made, but sometimes a lesser budget gives you different freedoms. Sometimes I, you're able to get the actors to work at scale, sure. hoping to get something on the back end. That's all cart before sure. the horse for me right now. Sure. Right now, um, my, my obsession and passion is to tell a compelling story on script that people say, I'd like to make that movie. And we should be so lucky as to find you know, two or three different sources that want to help us make it, and we can debate how to make it. But I'll tell you one thing. It's easier to make this kind of movie. We do have scenes that are period scenes. We also have special effects scenes, but special effects are cheaper than they were. Even uh, the creature effects are somewhat cheaper than they used to be, if you do them right. There's just a lot of experience at this right now, and I know a lot of people... Look, I worked with a lot of people. It's very funny. When I did Official Denial... They took a 12-year-old ballerina and put her in a plastic suit and uh, made her my gray, and that didn't work out too well. It's a great <laughs> script, but not, not the best-looking thing. For Dark Skies, we use CGI and, sure. and more puppetry in it. And, and, so and now, nowadays, and now we CGI is pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But then I also yeah. wonder, with all this stuff, you can produce the best special effects. Not expensively. Right. So why are they spending $250 million to send John Carter to Mars? Uh-huh. Must have a good caterer on site. Because the truth about expense is 
you want to shoot as much of it as you can and put as few things into exactly. it that are CGI as possible. And with John Carter, I'm assuming the percentages of CGI versus reality is very high. Same with Avatar kind of thing, yeah. where the entire world you're creating is, is, you know, you've got teams of hundreds of people working right. on every frame. Right. Uh, we won't be doing that in, the, in any There's of these no movies. Need. And it's, I don't want to. Driven. I want to go yeah. make a movie. I yeah. want to get actors yeah. and, you know, put them in a hotel room arguing with each other about something. And, and let them act the hell out yeah, of it. Give them a great script. That's what yeah. I'm trying yeah, to do exactly. right now. Exactly. So at this point, you're finished with the script? I'm finished with the first draft, and Don okay. Most and I, I'm going through straightening out a few misassumptions I made at the first draft and fixing it. Probably be out, uh, taking it out within a month or so. Okay, Absolutely. so then you go to the people who can finance you know what? the project. Uh, this is where I'm uncomfortable talking about it on the radio because the truth is I don't know exactly what road that will take. I will take any road that looks good. And right now my focus is on writing it, and then in about a month I'm going to focus on selling it. Yeah. Right. But, but there's lots of people who would enjoy this kind of material, and it is a crossover. It's a suspense thriller with characters that you like and love told about the greatest mystery of our modern age. What more could you ask for in a movie? And, you know, parenthetically, we look at getting money for things and getting money for something in Hollywood, and we know that, you know, if they like what you do, they'll just open the bank account and just give you all sorts of money. If they're moderately skeptical, maybe they'll give you less money, but you have different options. I'll be honest The point is here, I have to ask you, though. You know, one of the things that we raise in the PowerCast is... All right, you've got $40 million. You've got a network to give you $40 million right. for Dark Skies. Why can't we give somebody out there, give $40 million to do UFO research and learn what's going on? I don't think in 60 years of UFO <laughs> research we've seen much more than a million or two I go agree. anywhere. It's, it's outrageous. And I wish some of the wealthier, you know, when I see uh, Newt Gingrich with his uh, super PAC friend writing these large checks to him, I go, wouldn't it be awesome if somebody, I, and by the way, I'm not, that's not a slam on Newt. I don't yeah. care what people think. I'm yeah, not here to no, be political. But it's obscene, the political process. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be great, though, if somebody yeah. could write that kind of check yeah. and put it into a trust fund that was administered by people that were sane and sober to really try to move this ball I'm down saying he's sober. That's true. Well, then I'll give you the money. If yeah, I ever raise yeah. that money for research, yeah. um, I'll call you, gentlemen. But that's a serious question here. Yes, it's it is. one we've raised, it, which is, obviously, Chris knows this firsthand. Lawrence Rockefeller financed yes. some of his work. But he got into UFOs really late in his life. He yeah. must have been, what, in his 70s before he even got really interested and publicly, yeah, but he's he was interested way before that. Okay, he was. Yeah. but he didn't put that money out no. there until he. No. You know, Bob Bigelow has done some stuff, yeah. and but again, wouldn't it be nice if um, if Steven Spielberg did it or Ridley yeah. Scott? Yeah. They got or some Bill money. Gates. I mean, Bill Gates. Uh, yeah. He's he's giving away money, I, and I'm not saying it would take a lot, and neither are you. Yeah. We're just simply saying. It's a valid – since the, the institutions that, that we fund publicly don't seem to be doing a very good job with it, it may be up this, – this is the world we live in now where there isn't a blank check from the government for anything, let alone UFO research, particularly UFO research, and that the, the people have to do it themselves. So I would – I think someone who actually believes this needs to be investigated in a more public fashion could make it happen in a heartbeat. Right. Or Paul checkbook. Allen or Bill Gates yeah. or – or if you look at the estate of Steve Jobs. Absolutely. His widow is administering That's right. a fund where they're going to give a lot of money to education, very big to education. And this is an education aspect, too. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what? We have, we have an obligation to uh, raise the game. We have an obligation to do that. And, and that's partly why I'm here and you're here. Uh, we're looking for people. Look, there is a spectrum of belief in ufology that we are aware of, and a lot of it can be dismissed. And, and, but, but yet, uh, the way I always put it is the signal noise situation. That's but our the noise just, also, you have to look at this information here. That's what I'm what saying. Raised. Just because there's tons of noise doesn't mean there's a, not a signal. But is there an active participation by the government to hide this stuff? I mean, I don't, think about what's happening here now. You had your TV show, Dark right. Skies. And it went off the air not because of any conspiracy. It was ratings. Right. A standard Absolutely. way TV shows get off the air. Not because someone calls up the president of NBC and says, kill right. that show. You yeah. never heard anything no. in the course of producing that show from anybody saying, hey, you're getting too close or suggesting anything? Well, actually, okay. Uh, let me back up. A, I personally don't think you need to uh, have government intervention to convince people to make alien movies to prepare us for disclosure. Yeah. People make alien movies or UFO-themed movies because they're good box office. Yeah, right. and, that's the why, yeah. and that's why they largely have conflict and are about invasions. Okay. Having said that, and no one at Dark Sky, I, I never saw any uh, overt influence pro or con on right. it. But while we were working on it, we were approached on the night of, uh, I, I had a party for the launch uh, of the series at my house with 200 people. And, and you know what? Show. This is going to yeah. be the cliffhanger. Okay. The cliffhanger of the ages. He's going to hang out for a little mm-hmm. bit longer unless yeah. someone drags him away on his iPhone. We have Bryce Abel joining Gene, joining Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack of the Rockwoods. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, attack of the Rockwoods, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems. 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Have you ever seen a U.S. postage stamp featuring Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin, or George Washington? If you're into stamp collecting, you know it's a fun, affordable hobby. America's leading stamp dealer is the Mystic Stamp Company, and they want you to have their free 140-page color catalog. Go to mysticstampad.com, the website of the Mystic Stamp Company. Serving stamp collectors since 1923, Mystic Stamp is well-known in the industry for its experience, superior customer service, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Go to mystic-stamp-ad.com to request your free 140-page U.S. stamp color catalog packed with collecting tips special offers, color photos, and over 4,600 available stamps. Call 800-433-7811 or go to mysticstampad.com. That's 800-433-7811 and ask for your free U.S. stamp catalog or mysticstampad.com. Mystic Stamp Company, America's leading stamp dealer. BePrepared.com is making deals because you need to be prepared now and you need to save. Stay tuned for a free offer from BePrepared.com. BePrepared.com is the official site of Emergency Essentials, a 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies. Everything from long-term food storage to emergency kits, water storage and filtration to alternative light and heat sources. Now the sale items. Right now through March 9th, save 32% on freeze-dried chicken breasts, $140 on a year's supply of basics, and save on the best-tasting instant non-fat dry milk and heirloom garden seeds. All of this and more, all at BePrepared.com. Plus, order $75 or more and get a free $25 gift card by using promo code GENESIS35 at checkout at BePrepared.com. Limit one per customer. This sale ends March 9th. Call 800-222-9596 and experience exceptional customer service and our low price guarantee. That's 800-222-9596. Hurry, sale ends March 9th. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene, with Chris, you're in the Paracast. Bryce Zabel joining us. Film producer, TV producer, script writer, talking about his forthcoming yeah. project. We hope there is success. And you were telling us something about... A party? Yes. During the days of the Dark Skies Let's TV just set show. the table. And again, uh, let's, I, plus, I, let's please set the table. Yes. Dark Skies is premiering in 1996 on NBC. So we have a cast and crew party at my house where there's like 200 people that show up. And we give everybody, uh, we take everyone's picture when they come in and give them a magic badge, M-A-J-I-C, make them a member of Majestic 12. Everybody's having fun. There's one guy that comes to the party who doesn't have a magic badge on, and nobody knows who he is. And this, I was busy hosting it, so I never talked to him, but he goes up, I did talk to him, but not, not, not this. He goes up to my Dark Skies partner, Brent Friedman, and introduces himself and says, we think you've done a pretty good job with it. You're close, but you've still got a few problems. We can help you. 
and Brent kind of Brent kind of says, "Help us do what? We'll help you help you get it right." And first of all, no one had seen the show yet; it hadn't aired. Now yes. it had been at the network, Here but for a guy to say that he's seen it already and it's pretty close to being right, but maybe he could have seen the script. I really don't know. This person ended up introducing Brent and I to his. I was very skeptical, right? And the guy did some other weird things, but he looked pretty held together and all that and he seemed very legit and he's implied that he was part of naval intelligence and he actually brought a guy to our office once and their situation was that they they were saying that they would you know help us out if we wanted the help and it could have been an elaborate ruse and in fact that's how i treated it because i was busy trying to make 20 hours of television and i thought I don't have time to launch an investigation into whether this guy is a legit naval intelligence officer or not. So I tried to just, uh, I just had to let it go. I let it go. But I will tell you that the guy showed up and he did one thing that I thought was fascinating. And I'll just put this out for your viewers. He asked Brent for a napkin and uh, he wrote a, a, a symbol, a group of symbols on the napkin, handed it to Brent. Brent said, what's this? And he said, it's the secret of the universe. And Brent said, well, that's, you know, that's all well and good. What does it mean? And he said, sound, light, and frequency, the secret of the universe. I don't know what it means. Rather cryptic. Rather cryptic. <laughs> and you don't know whether somebody was telling you something or just pulling your leg. I, you know what? And it could have been pulling our leg. However, he did find the party at my house and, you know, and that was a top secret party. Need Not to that know. it was, yeah, oh, okay, it was need sure. to know party. But you know, listen, so uh, there, things like that happen when you're involved in ufology, as you guys know. That was the most specific thing that happened at the series. And if, for those people who want to hear the long version from the horse's mouth on the Dark Skies DVD set, Brent Friedman in a section called, I believe it's called The Secret, it's one of those little Easter eggs on the DVD, tells the entire story in detail. Oh, interesting. So for those of you who want to know more, I may have gotten a few of the facts wrong, but he tells a great story. Brent's a great storyteller. So, and Chris and I get the autographed version of this DVD, <laughs> Yes, right? you do. Yeah. Is yeah. it Blu-ray or just regular? It's just a DVD set. Yeah. Okay. But it's a, and you can, by the way, people uh, can get it on Amazon at a very reduced price, and it's really good. We I worked so hard with these people to make it as good as it possibly could be because I felt like it was uh, it was a gift to the fans if we did that and, I, and they did a terrific job with it and yes you will have your own autograph copy alright oh wow on the Paracast <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to also make some kind of contest to give yeah. a copy away yeah oh I'd love that alright let's do that. something we we'll don't work do that con- out we'll work we that have out. never yeah. done contests on the Paracast this will be fun and, you know, I guess because we're poor merchandisers. I mean, we have an official Paracast T-shirt and everything. We'll get you one with our logo and everything. We have a Paracast store. We do sell the swag, but we never really push it. Yeah. I don't know why. I well, mean, that's got to change. We're in a new world here. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to learn promotion. We've yes. got to hook up with you more. Yeah. You know, we've got to take our science fiction yeah. stories and, right. and get yeah. you to do a well, treatment. It would yeah. be really good to have you and Rich on the show and talk love exclusively to, yeah. and do a full, hard-hitting after-disclosure uh, You know, uh, Rich and I rarely actually have appeared together. We've only done yeah. it once. I don't know exactly why that was. We did it once on uh, Coast to Coast, and we had a really terrific time because a lot of uh, talking about post-disclosure world is a lot of give and take. Yeah. It's a lot about people throwing in diff- their own ideas is because the truth is it's something you can only speculate about you're not there's no, yeah. when we wrote the book about it we told ourselves we had to be bold and daring instead of uh, instead of hold back and be safe because it's all about creating dialogue and not about ending dialogue yeah. so we made a few uh, pre-
predictions that are very specific, and I'm, I'm always eager to hear what other people have to be say great. about it. it would be Before great. we get to our next group of guests here, I'm going to ask you to give us in the next couple of minutes a couple of predictions and or expectations. So will we see disclosure in my lifetime, in Chris's lifetime, in your lifetime? You're the young whippersnapper, I, would I think. Lo- you're awfully kind to say that. but uh, And I'm going to snap the whip yeah, later. So yes, you are. Okay. You know what? This has been the traditional problem, hasn't it? With Every five or seven years since, since the 40s, somebody says it's imminent. And, in yeah. fact, it goes back. Donald Kehoe said, it, you yeah. know, the silence group was going to break its silence. People keep predicting it. And I'm the only one amongst this crew who actually knew <laughs> Major Kehoe. Kehoe. Yeah. That's right. So I think, I think it, it's a fool's errand to try to say specifically because so many people have disagreed over time. Here's what I would say. The difference between those days of constant predictions and this day is our own technology, our own ability to force disclosure or to disclose for ourselves. So I'll just take a long view. It won't be 50 years, probably won't be 20 years, could be tomorrow, probably won't be, but it's imminent only because the truth is so large our growth in technology is so exponential, and our ability to connect and communicate with each other has gone by leaps and bounds that I would, I'd say, between 10 and 20. I don't want to throw someone like a Stephen Bassett in here, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's my show. Well, he's one of the guys that says it's always next year. Of course. but And eventually he's going to be right. If, if he, he lives long enough, he right. will be right. But then he's the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Well, there's that, although I think he's an optimist. Okay. He's a disclosure optimist. I'm a, I guess I'm, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a disclosure realist. I think that it's like a, I have a, a slide image in one of my presentations of a train that's run into a car. And I, and I think that's the best image. The train is truth and the car is uh, secrecy. Eventually, that car is going to be knocked off the tracks by the train. And, yeah. and when it happens uh, is a variable that is yet to be known. I kind of think the only way it's going to happen is if there is a compelling event and or reason for it to happen. Yes. That being that whatever it is out there that's causing UFOs to appear, they or it or whatever it is will stage some event to make it happen. Otherwise, I don't know how it would happen. Well, you make an interesting point because let's let's talk about the one thing that the others, whoever whoever these this whether it's a one group, many groups. They're, whether they're extraterrestrials or time travelers or extra dimensionals, whatever they are, these others, the one thing the others and the secret keepers among the humans have agreed on for the last 60, 70 years is that it should be a secret because both groups have had the ability to end the secrecy any time. The others could stage light shows over the cities or actually land on the White House lawn or send a diplomatic mission, and they haven't. And the secret keepers could call a press conference and say, here's what we know. Nobody does that. So the only way disclosure happens, apparently, based on past uh, actions, is an event of some kind or our own self-disclosure will force people to get off their backsides and do the investigation that's necessary. So otherwise we go through the cycles where the interest wanes, the interest comes back. There is some kind of what I call publicity flap, which is suddenly some compelling case gets publicity and we talk about it and everybody who had the UFO sightings that year reports their UFO sighting or their other paranormal event, then it happens. Well, the one thing you can't count on is the established media because they seem to have just missed the boat on this one for 70 years. So they're not going to do it. We have to do it. Bryce Sable, where can we find more information about the stuff you're up to, which is a lot? Okay, well, thank you. Uh, Richard Dolan and I put up a site called afterdisclosure.com, all run together, where we kind of make 
make that the forum for all things uh, ufological. And uh, we even have a Facebook group uh, at facebook.com after dis- backslash after disclosure because we, like I said, it needs to be a dialogue. Richard and I don't have all the answers. We have some of the questions, and we have some examples of things we might think happen. But we think ultimately for everyone to be a, uh, uh, to pull it together, we've got to start talking to each other. Bryce Zabel, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. On the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database, so you get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Do you suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off of your teeth both as a vapor and as particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 10 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. 
Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables, and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics. Life's getting better. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Working on a second book in my mind, but every uh, time that I get more into it, another conference paper, another article, another thing intercedes. Right now, a great deal of controversy has reemerged around the Rendlesham Forest incident. Tell us briefly about what's going on with that. Well, um, there are claims and counterclaims. Let's remember that in the summer of 1997, on the 50th anniversary of Roswell, the Air Force came out with a multi-hundred dollar, uh, hundred page tome, I think it was called Case Closed or something like that, several hundred pages of pure nonsense. And you say to yourself, 50 years after the fact, there is still this driving need to discredit it and the players and the accounts and the documentation. We're heading into, um, it's 31 years since Rendlesham Forest incident, and yet it is still being um, argued about, it is still being represented as different things. And unfortunately, um, some of the witnesses are being pushed against others, and it's all going to uh, be readdressed this summer, June 16th and 17th, back in England. And my intention is um, to encourage our conference organizer to do something we were disallowed from doing last year because at the last minute a documentary company putting together uh, something for television stepped in and grabbed the rights. The intention had been to do a DVD to follow up on um, the wonderful job we had done raising about 7,000 pounds that night of the 30th anniversary conference on December 28, 2010 for a local series of children's hospices in Suffolk. And it was very disappointing to me that we were not even able to have our own copies of what went down that night, and instead it became private, as opposed to having a DVD made that in perpetuity would still feed money into this wonderful charity. Yeah, worthy cause, boy, yeah. Yes. So what my intention and Larry's is for um, this one, and I'm sure that I'm optimistic our organizer will agree, is that it be DVD'd, and that all sales go to a charity of their choice, a local one in East Anglia. However, what I want to see is a general notice made to every and all persons who could be attending that they are not only uh, allowed to, but encouraged to bring their own, own video cams and recorders, 
that we, the speakers, all waive our copyrights, <laughs> that we encourage everybody oh, to go Great viral idea. with this, oh, yeah. and let yeah. the chips fall where they may yeah. in the words Get the of, word out, too. Uh, Judge John Sirica, late yeah. of the Watergate hearings. Yeah. And then let you folks decide without it being filtered through or the need to buy a set or see a segment of the snippet on YouTube or something like that. But this has been a wonderful conference, hasn't yeah, it? I mean, yeah, it's just gone it by has. too fast. And I'm really sorry I missed your, your uh, I'm sure, moving uh, presentation that uh, detailed out your long, long involvement with the late Bud Hopkins, who uh, was a real pioneer and a pillar in this this whole community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, you know, I, I tip my hat to you for... For being such an eloquent spokesman for for the man's life work, and you know, I think it's the other thing that I, I really wanted to mention. Uh, I, I know you're really just being pulled in many directions here. One of the things I wanted to mention to you and, and acknowledge publicly is the just deep pleasure I had in editing your conversation with Gary Hesselton. It was just I learned so much from you guys. It was just I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. You know, explain to our listeners what we're talking yeah, about. We're talking about, we yeah, we're talking about yeah context. Context. <laughs> okay. Well, Peter was one of uh, quite a number of uh, very, very smart, learned, and experienced ufologists and thinkers who were involved in the uh, the Disclosure Dialogues project. And uh, he's featured prominently in It Could Happen Tomorrow, the film that, you know, we, we won the uh, EB Awards uh, this year. And uh, I must say that your just eloquence and your, your closing statement about how you and Gary have done the work, you've done the research, and it's, it's really important that everybody out there who's interested in this subject gets themselves up to speed, stop drinking the True Believer Kool-Aid, and make your own decisions based on your own research, not... Entertainment tonight. I mean, coast to coast, in uh, other shows that that tend to pander to, to the pop culture sort of uh, idealized view of this subject. It is infinitely more complex, and you eloquently brought that out. And I really thank you for your involvement in the project. It was really pivotal for me. You addressed several points. Um, first, thank you for your words about my talk on Bud. I uh, when I was invited to speak here. I was very excited and I um, sent the nice folks at uh, Open Minds about 10 topics I was ready to go on. And they said, we'd like you to speak on Bud. I had written uh, a remembrance on him for Open Minds, another one for uh, a British magazine. I did about, oh, you know, 12 of your fellow radio shows reminiscing about Bud. And that was part of my healing process. Now, there's some other magazine in this country you didn't write for, I would expect. Oh, correct. Okay. For me, that was it and fine. And I, when I got this assignment for That's What It Was... I've probably done conservatively quite a number of hundreds of public talks since 1977 revolving generally around the subject of UFOs. This one is different than anyone I had ever done, and the challenge in part was Bud and I were friends and colleagues for 35 years. I did not want to have people feel I was idealizing him or just presenting the best part of him. I wanted people to also have a sense of what a very special human being he was, uh, what a great artist, what an in a wonderful sense of humor, what a true humanist, uh, what a great intellect. And I thought, right, I'll devote myself to that. And then I realized I have to... I can't talk about Bud without talking about my relationship with him. 
are there, is people going to see that as sort of an ego thing of pushing forward? Is anybody going to think I'm positioning myself, you know, it's, the last thing tough. I want to do? That's a tightrope. Well, it's, then yeah. I realized the reason I got into this, as you know, Chris, was my sister and I first, she first talked to me about her abduction experiences in 1975. As far as I knew, I had never, you know, I guess, you know, Betty and Barney Hill were the only thing out there, and I wasn't into this stuff at all. And... Um, I realized that she was really the third leg of our triangle. He worked with her extensively. They became dear friends. And on top of that, because there's a lot of emotional content in the talk, and I'm a good speaker, and I know the material, I did not want to uh, rake the crowd's emotions. And there is a point where I have to say that my sister died. And um, manage in moving along without being dispassionate but not dwelling on it and then manage my own feelings as I gave this talk. I also wanted to be rich in images. Photographs I had taken of Bud, his studio, his work over the years, pictures of Helen, pictures of me and Bud, etc. in almost an impressionistic but an extremely methodical way. So thank you there. And um, the things that people have said to me over the past few days about how they felt about the talk. I've just never been prouder of a presentation. And, you know, when you're a speaker at a conference like this, the understanding is you get paid your flat fee, your transportation is covered in your room, but we draw no royalties from, you know, the products sold. And that's the way it should be, as far as I'm concerned, to support, you know, a small revenue stream coming in so to help have next year's conference. But... This is what I'm proud to say that um, anybody that wants to pay $15 and get that from Open Minds, it's a talk I'll be forever proud of. As for the disclosure dialogues, you know, there are certain moments where um, something very simple happens and it changes everything. I've been doing conferences like this and, you know, being interviewed for decades. And Jennifer Stein, it was just as though... Uh, some epiphany happened and what she did that was different was rather than say sit down and let me interview or sit down and talk she said sit down and have a conversation with um, this person many of us knew each other Gary and I uh, certainly knew of each other's work had followed each other's work for years admired each other but we had never met till that weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. You ne- oh, you never. You would never know it watching no. that. Oh. It was like, oh, there I, you are. I there just you assumed are. you guys and knew I'm each other. I'm looking years. forward to talking oh, to you. Man. For me, after two minutes, I forgot we were being filmed. We're sitting there having the a wonderful chat. That the makes it more smart. natural. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. The guy I want to ask you briefly because yeah. we're going to be leaving in a few minutes, and we yeah. have to split for sure. a very quick break here. <laughs> when I ask you just. Quick summary of what you're feeling about disclosure is mm. and when it might happen. Mm. We have Peter Robbins joining us. More to come. You're with Gene and Chris, but we don't have Bryce able to do this. We have to call upon Chris to say, You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Hey neighbors, before we return to the goings-on at the International UFO Conference near Fountain Hills, Arizona, I wanted to invite you to become a subscriber to the Paracast newsletter. All you've got to do is go to newsletter.theparacast.com. That's newsletter.theparacast.com. You'll get the updated show schedule each and every week, plus information about future episodes, and one of my fearless commentaries about various paranormal issues, and sometimes you'll have an editorial there by a guest writer. In the past, we've had Stanton Friedman, Paul Kimball, and others. Once again, it's the official Paracast newsletter, and one more thing, it's free. That's right, you don't pay for it. All you have to do to get a free subscription is go to newsletter.theparacast.com. Once again, that's newsletter.theparacast.com, and that's for the Paracast newsletter. Now we return to the International UFO Conference. With Gene and Chris, we have Peter Robbins joining us, author of Left at Eastgate. But we're going to discuss the topic of disclosure, because you were part of this award-winning film, of which our own Chris O'Brien was a part of. And we were talking about what Chris can do with that award because it's so thin and long and what kind of purposes it might serve because he said he's going to have it point backwards because the face is, you know, it's not like Oscar, you know, has kind of a, I don't know, Oscar doesn't have that pretty a face, does yeah, it? No, yeah. it doesn't have a face. There's no features. No face, no features. Well, okay, this has a face, it has a features. Disclosure. Yeah. First, let me just say uh, thank you for the compliment, but I am the co-author of Left to Descape. Yeah. The real force behind it is Larry Warren, who was an American Air Force security police officer, who was an eyewitness to part of the events, and who was the man who blew the whistle on the event. Disclosure. Very bravely, too. Yes, indeed. All right, let's talk about disclosure. Yes. In what form, what shape, manner, or form would you expect that disclosure might take if it happens? Well, number one, the process is ongoing now with you know, several dozen countries having released certain material, information sources like the Paracast, other more responsible aspects of the media who are doing their best to educate people. If you're talking about disclosure as the American government releasing information, I have to agree with my dear friend and soul brother, Richard Dolan, 
that the government will never willingly do it and disclosure is inevitable. Now, whether it comes in the form of, uh, we would have said in the old analog days, a Daniel Ellsberg Pentagon Papers type release, or now a Julian Assange if he uh, doesn't drop off the edge of the earth into a dark hole. You think uh, that's going to happen with him? Well, not necessarily, okay. but I am concerned for him. Uh, WikiLeaks is a new phenomena, and the fact is if there was a huge information dump on there and it got viral, that would serve as well. I also feel that while I understand and applaud the enthusiasm of chapters of disclosure, so to say, all over the world, of dear people I've met in so many countries, that what are we pushing for exactly in that? And as um, we had a, a fascinating panel the other night um, on who are the aliens. Um, the distinguished hypnotherapist uh, Yvonne uh, Smith was our um, moderator. It was um, uh, myself, Whitley Strieber, and Strieber, um, Stephen Greer. And there are a number of different points of view put forward. In response to something that Steve said relative to getting it out there in the movement, for me, I'm much more circumspect because once you start the process in earnest, do you just dump it and let it sort itself out? Let's remember, we're in a vacuum here. There are a thousand people in this hotel complex. Most of us are fairly ready, or so we feel. But have we thought through the implications for the rest of our brothers and sisters on the planet or in this country? Now, one of my major concerns is let's say we begin with a, uh, a methodical declassification. Department of Defense establishes a separate website. We do it Her Majesty's government, the French government, the Swedes, so many countries have done over the years and start to declassify our mid-level, low-level documents, follow it with more intense stuff, and then perhaps, you know, in with big press releases and fanfare or whatever, real evidence of this other presence. Now, of course, there's a great body of irresponsible literature on this and a great body of responsible literature. Once we get into talking about this inevitably, it will lead to the abduction phenomena, which some people have positive experiences, some have negative. Then on to um, the hybrid phenomena. Then on to missing pregnancies and things that are extremely disturbing. The point I put forward that I discuss in a, a paper I, I wrote some years back uh, mm. called Politics, Religion, and Human Nature, and then the impact of subject like this, is let's just say we're at a point where the public at large now knows that abduction, and I won't say alien abduction because I don't know they're quote-unquote aliens, I'll say UFO-related abduction, is going on, it's real, it's authentic, it has touched regular people all over the world and quite a number of extremely well-known people in high places with great power, many of whom have lived secret lives for understandable reasons because of the nature of the ridicule factor, which is so ingrained in us methodically by our media, by our government, by popular culture since the summer of 47. So, well, we have heard, of course, that some people in show business claim to have been abducted. Well, claim to and have been. I you like Fran Drescher. Yes, indeed. Her former husband. Yeah. Also Sammy what? Hagar. Sammy well, Hagar. Let me tell you, Star. I know sure. much bigger names. And okay. They are confidential, and I will yeah. never reveal them because I've been asked to. And why not? Part of it is these people live with a certain fear that they're going to be outed as the UFO-related author or painter or writer, you know, comedian, what have you. So here's my point. 
Now the general public is aware of this and the hybrid phenomena and that some of these alleged hybrids, part us, part them, they don't look quite human. And if you saw them on the street, you would recoil or react where others apparently seem to be human enough in appearance that they could walk by in the street and you wouldn't do a double take. That's some how people accept me, of course. <laughs> some of the descriptions are pale skin, you know, thin light hair, um, sort of mechanical in their communications, and you're sitting there at home saying, good Lord, that guy across the hall, I, and he reads UFO books and he doesn't talk much, and somebody shoots somebody. Let me give you a real-world example. I was never prouder to be a New Yorker than in the days following 9-11. We managed ourselves very well. You cannot imagine what it was like being there at the time. And especially with our New Yorkers who were Muslims or who looked foreign or Middle Eastern or what have you, not one of them was hurt. But some months later, a bunch of, you know, drunken, nationalistic, Yahoo, wave the flag kind of guys saw a guy on the street that they identified as one of them, and they beat him to death. He was a nice Hindu man from India, and that's a conventional real-world example. This is one time... We had, we had an instance like that in this part of the country, too. Yeah. yeah. One, sure. Now, that again, we're talking about something that could be much more upsetting to the public at large. And we are a country, we forget because we're here, where firearms we consider our right in most states, um, and in the state we're in, it's an open carry state. Uh, if you are, you know, a tough macho guy and um, you feel that this person might be a threat to you, and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, again, this is one tiny aspect, not to mention the impact it will have on churches, mental institutions, the stock market, the petrochemical industry. <laughs> and once the process has begun, <laughs> how do you cascade, manage it? Cascading. How do you dig half a hole? <laughs> you can. So I, you know, oh, I, I feel this should come out. But at what rate? Managed by who? What comes first? <clears throat> Putting our human beings first. And how do you control the message once it gets out? Well, that's Even just begins it, to get out. You can't control the message because suddenly... Our 24-7 cable yeah. culture wouldn't allow it. And the other thing is that there are a lot of folks here that they're impatient. They want to see it in their time. It's a perfectly human thing. They also uh, feel they've earned the right, and there are others who are involved in the movement, and this is what they're doing, and they're committed to it. Peter Robbins, thank you for joining us for a short, brief visit on the PowerCast. Invite me back soon, guys. We'll do a whole show. We will indeed. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. 
stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. I need cash now to pay my bills. Then visit 800USAMoney.com or call 800USAMoney now. What? Get a cash loan now. Use your valuables to get a confidential loan without credit. You don't have to sell your valuable jewelry, watches, cameras, designer bags, all those valuables in your drawers, closets, and attic. Use your valuables to get a confidential loan now. Is this safe? Legal? 800-USA-MONEY and 800-USA-MONEY.COM are governed by the Truth in Lending Act, the Bank Secrecy Act, and we've served more than 20,000 customers for 90 years. Hmm, get a confidential loan on my valuables? How can I learn more? Visit 800-USA-MONEY.COM or call 800-USA-MONEY. Don't suffer. Get the maximum confidential loan using your valuables now with no credit needed. Visit 800USAMoney.com or call 800USAMoney. Listeners are discovering a simple way to earn money. We're talking quit your nowhere job and work from home type of money. Income at home 19.com has come to us for listeners who want to work from home. Listen to this. I have to tell you it's the best decision that I ever made because we replaced my income and my husband's income. This business has allowed us to quit our job and we're both at home full time and loving it. Best decision I ever made. Listeners, income at home 19.com is A plus rated for their business ethics. They're affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and they do business in over 75 countries no selling soap no pressure no cold calling they bring money-making opportunities to your computer either full or part-time if you're ready to make a change and start earning money from home go to income at home 19.com now they're even giving away one thousand dollars to someone just for checking them out visit income at home 19.com income at home 19.com that's income at home 19.com What is the most abundant resource on Earth? Water. It's essential for sustaining life, but it's not always the most available. When disaster strikes, water quickly vanishes from store shelves, like it did during 9-11, Katrina, Japan, and in Joplin. Three days without water and your body begins to shut down. Don't risk being without an abundant supply of water when the next disaster hits. Get a FlowJack hand well pump. The affordable FlowJack drops right into almost any well and is easy to install without having to remove the existing pump, giving you immediate access to plenty of cool, clean water. You could risk your family's health on a limited supply of stored water, or you could be prepared with the reliable, affordable FlowJack backup hand pump kit. Delivered to your door for only $3.99 complete. See how it works at FlowJack.com. Spelled F-L-O-J-A-K.com. Be sure to spell F-L-O-J-A-K dot com or call 855-4-FLOW-JACK. That's 855-435-6525. Proudly made in America. FLOW-JACK hand well pumps. Peace of mind in a box. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We are still, they haven't thrown us out yet, we're still in the media room here at the International UFO Conference. (laughs) 
And it was kind of touch and go for a while because when we arrived here, Chris and I, another TV crew who had not booked time was finishing up and they wanted more time and they started ragging on me. How dare you? Didn't you see through the peak hole that we're doing a shoot? And I said, no, I couldn't see anything through that peak hole. So there you go. Chris, we have one more guest. We do indeed. And it's a real pleasure to introduce to our audience Jennifer Stein who was the executive producer and the brainchild manufacturer of the Disclosure Dialogues DVD set. And, uh, of course, the documentary, the standalone documentary included in that set, It Could Happen Tomorrow, uh, much to our, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I'm, I'm, I'm still thrilled about it. Uh, it won not only the EV Award for the Best Feature Film, but also... It won the People's Choice Award. And despite everything you did. This, despite everything I did, I had to, to really watch my uh, watch my P's and Q's and not put a slant on the project, if, if at all possible, and I think I managed to do that. And uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure to have Jennifer here and to introduce her to our Paracast audience. Jennifer, welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and how you actually got involved in this wonderful subject. Well, thank you. It's a tremendous honor to be here, Chris. Thank you very much for inviting me to be on the show. I um, decided to attend the last international UFO conference that Bob Brown was running in Lachlan, Nevada. I think it was 2009. And I showed up as a spectator. While I was there, Danny Sheehan approached me and said, Jennifer, is there any way you could shoot an interview between myself and Richard Dolan? Sort of like a dialogue where the two of us could get together and really debate about our backgrounds and our interests. Danny Sheehan, of course, being a attorney and chief counsel for the Vatican for many years, and Richard Dolan being a well-recognized authority on the UFO topic. They wanted to get together and discuss back and forth. And I said to Dan, Danny Sheehan, oh, I'm so honored to be asked, but you have to understand, I've come as a spectator. I live in Philadelphia. All my equipment is in Philadelphia. But let me just hold that thought. I'm not going to nix the potential of it. I'm certainly not going to attempt to shoot something on my little Canon still camera. But if I can get a hold of equipment, I'll try to see if I can make it happen. Shortly thereafter, Ron James walks by me. And I notice this camera because I own it. At home, I have the exact same camera. And to a camera person, as you well know, Chris, because you also shoot, your camera has to be an extension of you. You have to be intimate with it. You have to know where all the buttons and focuses are and know how to work everything, which I'm still learning on my camera, as you know. So he walks by me, and I say, oh, my God, there's my camera. Well, maybe I can introduce myself. So I immediately follow him, and I stop him, and I say, Ron, you don't really know me, but may I borrow about $70,000 worth of your equipment? And Ron turns around and says, well, like, yeah, who are you and why do you want it? And I told him what I wanted to do, and we worked out an arrangement. I basically bought another hotel room night so he could stay here, and he shot it with me. And at the end of this interview, which you could hear a pin drop, which is really the cornerstone of what developed into the Disclosure Dialogues, Ron James turned to me and said, what do you intend to do with this? And I said to Ron, I actually did this as a gift 
with an intention of turning it over to Rich Dolan and Danny Sheehan for them to be able to use it as they like to get their message out. They're incredible people I have so much respect for and I'd like to help them. And Ron said, let's do that, but let's do something bigger. Let's do a project with dialogues. It's brilliant. As a filmmaker you and as a researcher, it's very hard to sit down a guest and know everything about their background. And the quality of the interview that you're going to get is usually based on the understanding and background that you have of their work. Right, so yeah. if you don't know something and you forget to ask a question, you're never going to get the meat of an issue. But the brilliant idea of bringing experts together that intimately know each other, that have overlap and background and research and contacts and can cross-pollinate through the interview with understanding of one another's backgrounds, you're going to get a whole new level of material that right. arises. Yeah, it's and just it's it was really, brilliant. really perfect. So there was the birth of the project. And of course, we decided that we could somehow do something and we would attend a conference. Stephen Bassett was running the X conference on the East Coast where I live. And I said to Ron, okay, look, you've let me use all your equipment on the West Coast. I'll do the same. I'll bring all my equipment to Washington, D.C. I'll rent a hotel room. We'll move out the furniture. We'll shoot for a number of days. And then we'll adjunct into this other additional interviews we have or other pieces you have and I have. And hence birthed the project, the Disclosure Dialogues. And without you, Chris, this project never would have happened. Um, Now, let me ask you a quick question here. And we don't have you for a full show here because we've done most of a full show at this point. The question I would have is, when you went into this project, did you have any expectations of the outcome of what these people would say? What do you think about disclosure, for example? I think that official disclosure is very unlikely. I tend to agree with Peter and some of the other experts, Rich Dolan. But on the other hand, I think the disclosure is happening and also has happened. It depends on who you are, what document you're willing to look at, what background you have. You have so many archived, legitimate pilots, government people. I mean, just look at Leslie Keene's book. It's evident that we are having engagement. And disclosure happens one-on-one. One person on a deathbed finally releases his information or gives mm-hmm. it to his wife and says, on my death, please you know, send this to Stanton Friedman or send this to you know, the boys doing Roswell research. Or As people gradually decide that they're willing to release their own information, just then they're making disclosure. So, as But we have to assume here that there is something to disclose that the government has a sufficient amount of guilty knowledge and at least for the time being a sufficient control over the people who know that information to keep it hidden. Well, that's one way to look at it. Let okay. me pose a question back. Okay. If you were the president of the United States... I probably wouldn't know a darn thing. You probably wouldn't know anything, but even if you did, say if you were head of the armed forces or head right. of the CIA or something like that, would you want to re- reveal to the American public that there are multiple races potentially engaging our, you know, human species around the world, often engaged with nuclear weaponry, rendering it inert, and isn't that a national security threat? And if I, I knew that, yes, it would be, yes. I think that could be very dangerous sure. information. Well, there's so many people who have stepped forward to tell that story. The Rendlesham Forest event, which Peter Robbins and Larry Warren wrote the book on. Right. The Faded Giant book by Robert Salas. I mean, here's a captain of the military in Maelstrom Air Force Base, has his missile go down. He's finally decided to step forward. So there you have disclosure on a one-to-bun basis. It's incremental. 
incremental. It's, it's very just, incremental. It's just little baby steps as we go through history. I tend to agree with the assertion that the government uh, obviously knows much more than we do. That's why they're much more confused and why they can't allow that confusion to in any way undermine their control that they have over the population and the subject. With Gene and Chris, we're talking to Jennifer Stein. We're talking about the germination of this award-winning film. As always, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. So you're a maker of something. Woodcrafts, fishing lures, glass designs, jewelry, purses, perfumes, goat's milk soap. Whatever it is, you made it here in America. Now you're eager for people to buy your products right here locally instead of buying competing products made on the other side of the world, right? Then you need to check out localmakers.com. Support America. Buy and sell locally at localmakers.com. Doesn't matter if you're a home-based business or a major manufacturer. Localmakers.com offers an easy way to connect with customers within your local community as well as across the U.S., simply by entering a zip code and there's no cost to join so if you're a maker who needs buyers go to localmakers.com and stock your products on one of our shelves localmakers.com promoting preserving and supporting your neighbors manufacturing businesses 
You know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. And most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of most alkaline minerals available. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, reading the body of harmful toxins and acid, helping you to regain your energy and health. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body to rid itself of acidic waste increases oxygen, and raises the pH of your body to optimal levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Of course, Chris does such a credible job of saying in the Paracast that we are able to continue in that venture. We're at the International UFO Conference outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. We are with Jennifer Stein. Earlier we had Bryce Sable, we had Peter Robbins, and we're bringing it full circle, discussing disclosure. Chris, pick up on this. Well, hey, Jennifer, uh, just to uh, remind our listeners, uh, this, uh, this wonderful project, uh, the Disclosure Dialogues, is a five-DVD set, and it features some of the top experts in ufology discussing with each other one-on-one uh, this, this, this very controversial topic that we've been discussing, disclosure. So you feel, based on what, what I'm hearing, that disclosure is already happening, but you don't, do you feel that there's a, some sort of smoking gun body of data that the government is holding on to, or do you think it's so compartmentalized that the right hand doesn't really know how much the left hand knows? Uh, or do you think the private uh, sector maybe is holding on to some of the key secrets? Where, where do you come down on how that information has been uh, divvied up? Well, I, like many people in this field, was very hesitant to step forward in it and had my own sighting when I was quite young, when I was 19, and did not know what to do with it. Um, I wrote it down as a dream, but yet in the middle of the dream, I actually go into my mother's room and ask her if she sees this UFO that I see. And I realize about three or four weeks later that it actually did happen and it wasn't a dream because I approach my mother later and I say, Mom, did I come into your room and ask you about this? She said, yes, you did, and I was quite concerned for you because you you know, did not look like you were in your normal state of mind and I was afraid you were on drugs. And, and of course, I wasn't. Well, 25 years to the day, practically, I discovered that I wasn't the only one that had that sighting. And when that happened, a form of disclosure happened internally. And I realized that I was either going to fully accept the reality that I probably had a very close encounter with a huge white rectangular light that was probably 90 feet long and about six feet high. I had an hour and a half of missing time. And either I was going to let this inform me, you know, emotionally, psychologically, I was going to accept, accept it, I was going to process it, I was going to allow myself to move forward and read and not be afraid to talk openly about this, or I wasn't. And if I had the courage to allow myself, it would change my life. What's your professional background? 
I'm uh, probably what you might call one of those people who never figured out what they wanted to do, but I'm an artist, and I've worked in a lot of different genres and fields. My educational background is a Bachelor of Science from University of Arizona in Tucson, where I studied textiles. From there, I designed and produced and manufactured women's clothing in Philadelphia. Did that for a number of years. Then I had children and decided I was going to be at home with them for a while. And that, of course, didn't last long. I was picked up to do volunteer charity work. I got involved in Jewish women's organizations in Philadelphia and fundraising. I ended up making a documentary film about a friend of mine who was killed in a terrorist bus attack in 1989 in the first Antifada and raised $100,000 to open a legal aid bureau in Carmiel in memory of her to help turn that tragedy inside out and help to do something beneficial in the world to break down the misconceptions about Arab-Israeli relations. That taught me something about filmmaking. It was the first film I ever made. It took two years of my life and, you know, um, cost, you know, lots of toll on my children and family, but I was motivated and driven to do it. Then I ended up opening an events business, and I ran a special events business where I did weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, I you know, did flower arrangements. I held people's hands and walked them through life cycle changes. After 10 to 15 years of doing that, I couldn't get excited about the next wedding, and I knew it, and I could no longer authentically be an events coordinator. And I decided that I needed to do something more profound, and I wanted to fully give myself over to doing films, but they had to be films that were paradigm-shifting for the expansion of consciousness of humanity. And at the same time, I decided to host events in my local library under the title name Mainline Mufon. Now, I live in Philadelphia on what's called the Main Line. I used to live near you. You did. Well, of course, you know the Main Line refers to a train line that goes from Philadelphia to the suburbs. Across Route 30. And it's a very conservative community. You know, it's uh, the wealthy suburbs north of the city. And, uh, it's like the Westchester County of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Very much so. Exactly. So on the one-year anniversary of 9-11, I hosted my first meeting because at, at the events of 9-11, many psychic things were happening to me, and I had a lot of guidance that I was supposed to do something to help shift consciousness. And I had Guidance to do, in what sense? From where? Internal. Okay. Some sort of internal sense. You just felt in your gut, I've got to do this. Well, I felt that I had to start connecting sure. with my neighbors and helping them open their minds to see that there's something more than what's going on on the boob tube. You know, there's something more than reality TV right now that's far more interesting. So turn well, reality on TV, of course, is not reality, so... What can you say? So I was guided because of the events of 9-11 and because of people's lives that I know were deeply affected and changed and people that I knew who had lost loved ones Mm -hmm. who approached me and said, Jen, we have to do something. What can you do? So I decided to host regular programs at my local library. I formed, I started, taught me how, myself how to do website stuff. I opened a website called Mainline Mufon, and I was very unsure that this was what I should do. And I thought about it the whole year since 9-11. So I went to my library and said, what day do you have in September? If I'm going to do this, I'll start in September. What day do you have available? The only date they had was September 11th. And I went, oh, my God, who do I, what do I think I'm doing? I'm going to do a program on crop circles on September 11th. Who the heck's going to come? It's the one-year anniversary of 9-11. I said, well, 
hope that's the only date you have. So I went home and I thought about it and I doused on it and I meditated and I said, am I supposed to do this, right, you know? And I got this. Give me a sign. I Give me a sign. You know, I got this resounding yes in my head. So I went, okay. I went back, signed up for the room. And then I'm painting a room in my daughter's bedroom to get her ready for school in August. And I said, all right, if I'm really supposed to do this, like I need another sign. You know, just like give me an omen. Have something happen where I know I'm supposed to do this. An hour and a half later, the phone rings. It's CN8, which is a television network that's seven or eight states in Philadelphia, shot in Philadelphia. A show host there called Lynn Doyle. She has a show called It's Your Call. It's a call-in talk radio show. She wants me to go out and see the movie Signs. Then she wants me to come in and tell her what I think about the movie. So they give me a pre-interview. And she says to me in the pre-interview, do you know anything about crop circles? And I'm on the phone with, you know, a couple of uh, executive producers, and I say, well, why don't I just come down to the studio and bring my film footage? And I'd been researching crop circles. That's really my main body of research for right. 10 years as well. And I said, why don't I come down and show you some footage and let's talk, you know. Seven hours later, they take a lot of my film footage, write amateur photographer over all of it. Yeah, of course, really yeah, yeah, the ultimate they have no to idea. videographer. They have no idea. I'm strapped into a helicopter with a door gone on a 45-degree <laughs> angle shooting this stuff, but they say amateur photographer. Oh, that's right? uh, the hubris. So, yeah, just somebody sitting there with a little camcorder. Ah, no big deal. So, hence, that was my sign that I was actually supposed to move forward and it was uncanny the things that have happened since I started Mainline MUFON. Every month in Philadelphia I run a free public program open to the public they can come in and I've brought in the likes of Rich Dolan, Peter Robbins, Stanton Friedman, Zachariah Sitchin um, David Jacobs I mean, you name it. You can go to the website. Well, David Jacobs is your neighbor. He's my neighbor we're, right. we're friends and, and it's been a very moving and powerful transfer transformative process for me. After every program we have, somebody comes up from the audience, shy, meek, and says, you know, I have a story. I have a story, and I've learned to listen and be compassionate about the disclosure that's happening for them. And isn't that the thing, too, that maybe even if the governments never wanted to disclose anything, certain events to the wrong people could happen, unpredictably, of course, and suddenly they're forced to reveal something in response, you know, just like we were mentioning with, you know, Peter Robbins before, famous show business personalities are reporting UFO abductions. Fran Drescher, Sammy Hagar, yeah. sure, you know, more and more people like that, mm-hmm. and suddenly you have to pay attention. Oh, they're just wacky movie stars. Don't pay attention to them. That's the reaction now. But how long can that continue? Jennifer Stein joins Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. 
simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. BePrepared.com is making deals because you need to be prepared now and you need to save. Stay tuned for a free offer from BePrepared.com. BePrepared.com is the official site of Emergency Essentials, a 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies. Everything from long-term food storage to emergency kits, water storage and filtration to alternative light and heat sources. Now the sale items. Right now through March 9th, save 32% on freeze-dried chicken breasts, $140 on a year's supply of basics, and save on the best-tasting instant non-fat dry milk and heirloom garden seeds. All of this and more, all at BePrepared.com. Plus, order $75 or more and get a free $25 gift card by using promo code Genesis35 at checkout at BePrepared.com. Limit one per customer. This sale ends March 9th. Call 800-222-9596 and experience exceptional customer service and our low price guarantee. That's 800-222-9596. Hurry, sale ends March 9th. The choice is clear. Be unprepared or BePrepared.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Do you want to learn more about preparing for the hard times ahead? Have you ever thought about actually getting off the grid and becoming truly self-reliant? Introducing Off the Grid News a weekly newsletter for independent Americans who want practical advice on how to survive and even prosper in an increasingly dangerous world. It's the best way to get a black belt in emergency preparedness, survival skills, and off-the-grid living. Packed with hard-hitting information on gardening, food preparation, alternative energy, and home security, there's simply nothing like it. And the best part? This $100 annual subscription is now free of charge. Simply sign up today and you'll also get our hard Hard-hitting report, Food Shock, why 2011 could be the single most important year in American history to plant a family garden. It's absolutely free for listeners who sign up at offthegridnews.net. That's offthegridnews.net. Get your free Food Shock right now at offthegridnews.net. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Jennifer Stein joins Gene and Chris on location. Who could have thunk it? Yeah, I'm having a great time, Gene. Jen, uh, thank you so much for being here. Again, congratulations on a three-year process that uh, 
At one point, I think we lost one of our hard drives. That we thought the project had died, and we couldn't resuscitate it uh, for technical reasons. And I'll tell you, and you didn't have Mosey backup or crash no, plan or something like that. We had backup, but it, it was yeah. spread across four drives. Sure, uh, sure. It, it's it, doing video is is quite a process, as many of our listeners are probably aware. It's not easy. It's not like. Uh, Pointing your little camcorder at a subject and uh, and getting an EB award, it was a lot of sweat, tears, a lot of money, a lot of talent went into this, and a lot of revision, willingness to step back, exactly, it make was a, it better. It was a team effort. Uh, it, it it just you know, anytime you have a team effort, you're going to come up, I think, with a better quality product and 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 a better project. Now, uh, what? What sort of parameters, and this is interesting because I've never asked you this, uh, when you sat these uh, folks down, did you actually give them a certain parameter or subject uh, matter to talk about, or did you just let them go with it? Because I, I, I noticed that uh, some of the pairings tended to really focus in on certain elements of disclosure, whether it's cultural, government, uh, technological, uh, the implications, religious uh, did you actually lead them and prompt them, or did you just say, hey, this is the subject, go for it? Well, we did do some pre-shoot planning, mm-hmm. and I worked that out a little bit with Stephen Bassett in that we planned to shoot at one of his last ex-conferences that he hosted at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. So working with Steve, I was able to know who were the conference presenters who were going to be there, what their backgrounds were, when they were speaking, and when we could steal them away. So there's a lot of pre-scheduling that went right. into behind-the-scenes yeah. work. And, and that, then I that would, can be rough, too, then believe me. <laughs> I contacted them months in advance and said, you're going to be at this conference. I want you to be aware that we're going to ask you to do an interview with us. I sent them pre-releases and things like that, so we have all that clear by the time we were ready to start to shoot. And then when they came to the room, I said to them, this is a new project that's never been done before. Nothing like this has really ever been attempted, but we're interested in dealing with the topic of UFOs, the topic of disclosure, but to everyone that means something else, and it's very personal. So we want you to be in dialogue and ask one another questions that you've always wanted to know of each other. So I kind of gave them free reign, but I watched the clock, I put the tapes in, I set the sound, I said, wait a minute, test here, test there, and then I basically said, one, two, three, go, Go. (laughs) and introduce yourself. These are the things I need you to say, but beyond that, I need you to be really authentic, and I also encourage them to be willing to take risks, willing to ask questions that they might be afraid what kind of reaction they might get, but something new and special would happen. So it was my version of a reality documentary, you right, know, right. but trying to go more in-depth under the surface because I knew new things would surface that I would never know to ask. Well, you know, what really amazed me is you've got 20-plus people talking about a single topic in pairs, and there was very little overlap. As an editor, I mean, to me, it was just so, it, it was like this cornucopia of wonderful data and, and, and incredible information that, that me, as someone long time involved in this field, and, and you know, I'm a, a bit of a researcher, I learned so much from just sitting down and listening to these dialogues. And it, to me, it was like a kid in a candy store. I was able to have all these wonderful points of view, and it just, you know, the whole way the thing unfolded, I think, thematically, uh, was due to the fact that each of these pairings, I mean, I, I think it was brilliant on your part, 
the way that you paired specific individuals because they naturally came up with a with a, a really neat give and take and, and and for me it was it was a real wonder and a joy to actually put this thing together even though I disagreed with a lot of what I was hearing I learned a lot and and I really I you know again I tip my hat to you publicly about that well Chris may I also tip my hat to you because this project probably would not have gotten the legs that it got if it didn't have someone with an insight and background in this topic as you did and of course the talent and expertise and diligence due diligence that you yeah. put into making it happen and Ron thank and you. I are very grateful yeah, thank you. for you now those who have, haven't seen the film and we only have a few moments left this week and we're going to have you back in the future Jennifer what can you tell our listeners that they should expect to see if they're going to watch all so many hours or 10 or 12 hours yeah. sure well the first thing I would say is this is a great piece to share with friends and family it's also a piece that allows you to go into any chapter of it like a book you can sit down and reread or pick up any chapter you want this is a chapter DVD of dialogues so okay so in. each one is not dependent on the one that Correct. comes after yeah, no, you they're can all standalone. Put, totally you standalone can, okay. you can put the DVD in your player and pick anything you want to watch sure. yeah. and there's our film that we won here, actually we won these two awards, which it's really a great honor, that's the first of five DVDs. So it's 10 hours worth of film footage, basically for $29.95. It's really a very unique product. Most DVDs that are out there are an hour and 20 minutes, and they're selling them for $29.95. On and production values aren't very good. And one thing I saw even from the promotional pieces, this is professional work. This is work that you can play this thing on television, and you oh, will yes. say this is a professional film. Yes, and we'd be very interested in communicating with anyone who's interested in hosting a screening of the first DVD. I think that Ron James would be very happy to also have some of this information get out there. We would like to talk to them. Please you know, contact Ron James or myself. I can be reached through MainlineMufon.com, and soon I'll create a website for my production company, On Wings Productions. So I'll ask you, what's the sequel? What's the sequel? Okay, it has to be a sequel, you know. <laughs> well, what might it's, it's be very interesting? Disclosure Dialogues 2. Well, it might be very interesting. I can tell you Stephen Bassett would love to see that. Yeah. And I can tell you there are many top experts who would and could and should be, be involved, in a yeah. sequel. Yeah. And that might be a very noble project. I would actually like to see a spin-off project of this, which was part of the original intention. I see the spiritual communities and Danny Sheehan really stepping forward with Open Minds Ministries and making a DVD possibly of just his interview with Danny and uh, you know the interview between Danny and Richard Dolan, giving that to spiritual communities and saying, when the spiritual community is ready, this is a first step of a bigger project that you might like to know about. And the other question would be, what about interesting a network, not even necessarily the NBC, CBS, or Fox, but the cable network to show this film? Is that possible, or is that something that Well, if seem Ron will give me permission, I've got three cable networks in Philly who already want it. Yeah. I'm thinking of national versions. cable networks. I'm thinking like national sci-fi. Cable. I'm thinking of Discovery, things like well, that. Well, heck, we'd love to talk to them, sure, but we'd sure. also like to make back our investments if yeah, we can. Really, yeah. you know? so, it was not an inexpensive project. It, it took three years to get this, you know, put this thing I would imagine, And sure. shooting yeah. on multiple coasts. And, and multiple gear, and it's, oh. 
and multiple purchases of drives and things right. like that. Yeah. So um, we'd like to recoup our expenses. And the other goal of this film is that each person that is in it, Rich Dolan and Nick Pope, can all have their own link. They can all sell the films through their own website, through their participation in it. And by doing so, they will each make a small profit in right. it. Right, and get so the word out. It's That's... not it's the, it's not about us as yeah. filmmakers. It's about the mission and the goal and the whole topic of disclosure well educate people they've got to this is a perfect vehicle to educate yourself about the topic it is such a, a loaded word when when you use that disclosure word and a lot of people are in confusion about it we're just about out of time here and that clock i cannot change what happens i can't go into the wrong time zone <laughs> Jennifer Stein. Tell our listeners once again, because you mentioned it before, where they can find more of your stuff. Well, for now, it's just my nonprofit organization, www.mainlinemufon.com. It's a fast, easy way to connect with me or through Facebook, Googling me or Mainline Mufon on Facebook. But I'll load a website soon for, on, for myself and On Wings Productions. Chris, tell our listeners about your stuff. OurStrangePlanet.com and at forum.theparacast.com. We have one of the most active forum audiences and participants out there, and we look forward to seeing you there. And remember, on Twitter, we are the Paracast. Okay? Jennifer Stein, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>